Hey, boys and girls, we're about to crank up another edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, April 11th, 2023, to be precise. For those of you watching live or listening live, Amber Dippon from Trinity School of Natural Health is going to join us uh, with some really awesome Founders Day week deals. If you've been thinking about going to Trinity, take advantage of what's about to be revealed today on the show. All week long, these deals will be happening. Hi, Rez, the rapper. He's a super on new favorite. Uh, we got him on scheduled hour two and uh, only for the fans. Uh, he's got a big uh, website now, which is really great. We'll we'll talk about what he's up to and how he got in- inspiration. How about um, getting uh, insider information from the vac- World Vaccine Congress? What does it reveal about their agenda, their techniques, and their character? Can you say... I'll, I'll wait until we do the show to get into that. Oh, cause I'll say it <laughs> and a whole lot more to go on the Robert Scott Bell show. Also, what do we think about Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Running for the United States presidency uh, in the democratic party. Got some things to say about that along with, uh, I wish we'd get him on John Rappaport on from the Substack. Uh, we agree so much on almost everything basically, but with that, let's uh, crank up another uh, healing edition of the Robert Scott Bell show. Now the Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert show. Scott Bell show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. You know, it's one thing to have disagreements with people or organizations or uh, even other governments or countries. It's another thing when those people with whom you have a disagreement, when those people with whom you have a disagreement are trying to use force, deception, fraud, coercion, the power and violence of government to force you to, if not believe what they believe, then just do what they want you to do. Do most of you recognize that that's the, that's the dividing line between reasonable disagreement and a violation of your fundamental right to life, liberty, and property? Yeah, we're going to get into that. There, um, a, a physician, a medical doctor went in I would almost say undercover, but not. He didn't hide his perspective. Went into the World Vaccine Council event or Congress event and reported on what he found. And what he found is what kind I expected. What are we dealing with? Reasonable people who have disagreements that could be reasonably assessed and addressed in a conversation or uh, a sharing of uh, uh, you know scientific uh, publications from peer-reviewed literature and articles? Or are we dealing with a bunch of narcissistic, unconscious or subconscious, violent believers in a cult that has little or nothing to do with science other than proclaiming it is science in order to perpetrate a dangerous and deadly fraud on the people of planet earth. Are these people again, people of integrity or are they true believers in a demonic death cult that would have you accept any pronouncement that they throw out at you about how to live your life at all, much less healthily. 
whether it be wearing masks, whether it be distancing, whether it be shutting down, whether you're essential or not essential, whether you can go to work without getting jabbed by mRNA technology. Are these people that you can engage in reasonable discussions with that are running the World Vaccine Congress? Or are they authoritarians, hell-bent on world domination, worshiping exclusively at a pharmaceutical church in any country that they exist in? And I think you'll find in this opening story, it's probably the latter. And I will, of course, welcome Super Don into the conversation anytime he wants to join in because I do indeed respect his perspective on these folks. You know, he's always a voice of reason when it comes to me and my biases. You know, have I gone too far in my assessment of these people? We're going to go through that, aren't we, Super D? This is pretty revealing, I believe. Uh, am I the Dr. Phil of the yeah. Robert Scott Bell show? Is that what it is? It yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and I, and I think I will make a distinction between <laughs> perhaps what we call the rank and file docs and scientists that may have attended the event. I'm not going to throw them all under the bus and say they're all the same, but when uh, it comes to those running this thing, if we take a look at the photo here, we can see, um, one of our favorites right there, kind of in the middle there to the right. Yeah. And he wasn't even mentioned in the article. I thought that was funny. Dr. Peter Hotez, the weasel of immunology, of virology. Yes. He is science himself as well. Right? That's right. That's so World Vaccine Congress, the Defender has a great article and it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Why is this interesting? Well, for any number of reasons, partly because these people have the ear of most major governments on planet Earth. In some places, they displace your government, your, your regulatory agencies and operate, you know, outside of any restrictions that your constitution may place on a foreign national from controlling your government's policy as it comes to healthcare, public health, etc. And this is a, a Dr. Madhava Seti, who was there along with Dr. Elizabeth Mumper. They attended this Congress in Washington, D.C., and they said there were 3,100 people there, mostly from pharma and biotech industries and regulatory affairs. And their primary focus, apparently, not surprisingly, was on converting us the vaccine hesitant or maybe maybe they've given up on us super don the vaccine resistant the vaccine defiant the vaccine hesitant i mean are we can we we consider ourselves hesitant at this point i'm not hesitating at all i'm like dead stop ain't coming near me you come near me with that thing i got something to make a bigger hole i mean i i think well listen i think there were a whole lot more vaccine hesitant people that have turned into vaccine skeptical or Mm-hmm. I guess, well, I don't know. What is the word? Do we really want to need another label? But, uh, you know, it's like the, the people just just say no. Critical uh, thinkers. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I think there was a conversion, a conversion that took place because mm-hmm. the, the vaccine hesitant, they were just wanting to ask questions. They were kind of concerned, right? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Right? I mean, that's the way it should be. You would think that's yeah. as common. Well, I'd like to get this Madhava Seti on the MD. And uh, let's get them both on. Kevin, oh, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. If you're listening, let me show you here. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Madhava Seti and Elizabeth Mumper. I think that would be an amazing interview to have them kind of talk to us about what they 
what they saw and what they heard. The article is great. It's very long, y'all. If you don't want to read it, we're going to talk about it as we open the show today. By the way, we'll also be joined by Amber Dippon from Trinity School of Natural Health. And if you guys haven't taken part in any of the Trinity coursework, including the lectures on demand, big sale going on. Doesn't happen often, but Founders Day week is one of those times where you want to take advantage of the deal. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more what's going on at Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. So we got uh, keynote speakers, including we've heard some of these names like Peter Marks from the Center of Biologics Evaluation and Research at the US FDA. Uh, various people you may not have heard of, but yeah, Hotez was was there. And um, anyway, all the big wigs. What is their primary reason for being? We've got to stop the slide you know, toward vaccine hesitancy or obstinance. And, you know, according to these doctors that were there in this article, the majority of the attendees truly believe they are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say, and and maybe it sounds mean that they had drunk the vaccine Kool-Aid. And and yeah, that could be offensive to some of them because if somebody says, you've drunk the anti-vaccine Kool-Aid, it doesn't bother me if they say that. It's it's coming out of uh, some degree of ignorance or another agenda. When I say they've drunk the vaccine Kool-Aid, it is because we have investigated for, well, I have for many decades, the disaster that is the vaccine uh, industrial complex. The the claims that they've made long before there were mRNA shots, you know, uh, relative to the incidence of disease and mortality in the 20th century, you know, those reductions were significant long before those jabs came into being. Again, this is before the mRNA. Now, as we've had doctors wake up along the way of the COVID craziness, they initially first started questioning the the COVID jab, specifically the mRNA technology. And there's, you know, great, that's reasonable. You're looking at something for the, maybe the first time in the, that's categorized as a vaccine and going, you know, there's something not adding up here. But as this became more obvious, the deception associated with COVID-19 jabs, many of these doctors, and I don't mean necessarily those who attended this conference we're referring to now, but those that have appeared on this show that we featured and spotlighted, began to see that, hey, maybe the things RSB has been saying, I know me and the third person, that's weird, and others like me, have been saying is not crazy talk. You know, they're not witch doctors and kooks. That they actually had some points to make, but we were too blind to see, or we had just become indoctrinated through our medical school education training, Flex and Report Inspired, or Limited, to we just believed everything we were told. We were hazed into medical reality, artificial as it may be. And so we're at the point now where it was so grossly over the top with the COVID-19 jab proclamations that many physicians and scientists now, more than we could ever have reached in multiple lifetimes, are now questioning not just COVID jabs, but the entirety of the vaccine schedule. Questioning that, did they do anything that we said that we were told that they did? Or is it possible that we could do without them altogether rather than just going, hey, I'll modify the schedule do a vaccine-friendly plan, which is a step along the way, I suppose, but certainly not where I am with my children never getting jabbed and, you know, not being afraid of the so-called consequences because the consequences are only artificial as induced by authoritarian governments that would prohibit you from being free unless you became a medical experiment. So, again, as I say these things about this conference and the people who ran it, I'm not necessarily calling all the people that attended are the same thing. And then that's pretty much what the doctors that attended that wrote this article have said as well. Um, let's see, the majority, just the high, highlights here, the majority of attendees look no further than recommendations from agencies of public health to guide their opinions. In other words, 
They fully believe COVID-19 jabs and other vaccines are, are exceedingly safe, are exceedingly safe and have saved millions of lives. Beyond members of the FDA Vaccines Related Biological Proce- Products Advisory Committee, Verbach, Verbach, and other officers from the UK Health Security Agency, few, if any, are aware of vaccine trial and post-marketing observational data around COVID-19 vaccine safety and efficacy. Wouldn't you think these are things, I mean, I understand that that, that uh, mm-hmm. they are saying these were the general impressions they have from their, yeah. their visit there. Mm-hmm. But gosh, man, I mean... Don't you think they should know this stuff? Yeah. You, I, I mean, aware of it. I mean, they're not even aware yeah, of, of, the, of the data. <laughs> well, and, you know, we put together a documentary called Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, and you can go to utahsafeandeffective.org, and we point out many of the scientific fallacies based on actual scientific literature, actual experiments conducted. So if we were able to find them and link them in this film, why couldn't they, unless they are wearing what, what I call the pharmaceutical horse blinders you know that's I, not their focus else. yeah no. i don't listen to anybody else because i'm told who i should listen to which doesn't you know impress me a lot again about medical doctors and phds on the you know covid uh, or vaccine front that if you were engaged in learning you would not dismiss out of hand those that you're told not to pay attention to you would be more intrigued i wonder why it is they don't want me to pay attention to those things are they thinking that i'm capable of determining actual facts surrounding this is that why they're worried because we're talking now groups of doctors and phds that proclaim the not the knowledge or the capacity for this level of knowledge and like they don't want me to listen to those people they don't want me to engage and try to try to convince them of anything really do they think that little of me for instance as one of the attendees i don't Mm -hmm. know if they're even thinking in that way the keynote speakers and expert panel moderators who raised the topic of vaccine hesitancy were dismissive of those who managed to avoid jabs and were openly contemptuous of those who encouraged others to do the same. So they, you know, they got a bias, they got an attitude. Except for a few instances, the tone of the presentations and roundtable discussions were collegial, aside from the pointed questions that uh, the two doctors that wrote this article were able to pose. There were no open hints that any of the attendees questioned the conventional narratives. One-on-one exchanges revealed encouraging signs that not everyone there has bought nor drunk the Kool-Aid totally, okay? And calls for public-private partnerships were a common theme. And, and, I, and that was raised in the Utah Safe and Effective documentary as well. Public-private partnerships are a disaster because it basically is control of government and government agencies to promote the agenda of pharmaceutical companies that profit off of that relationship. So partnerships, and there are a lot of Republicans who fall for this. So if you think it's only about me you know, going up against Democrats. I'm not partisan in this thing. I'm like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. I need to let you know how far off you are in this regard. So anti-vaxxers are dangerous, according to this uh, group of people. We're dangerous. And and that we should also expect annual COVID jabs. I mean, they're they're really telegraphed oh, yeah. to have happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing. And again, why do I conclude that these folks are authoritarians true believers in a religion or a cult, not in science and medicine. They don't engage in debate and discussion. In fact, they don't want to give any credence to any possibility of debate and discussion. Therefore, they are they are they have lost before they've begun. And, and so if their focus is how do we convince the hesitant to get the jabs, most of the intelligent responses would be, hey, how about engaging them on their concerns and allaying their concerns with facts and addressing oh. their questions and their yeah. concerns? You know, I mean, it's just, don't just 
don't don't just assume mm-hmm. that you know what their questions are and and put out your own uh you know boilerplate bs yeah. uh to address those things and decide what people need to know mm-hmm. talk you know i mean how about acknowledge that the that there are vaccine injured people out there and talk to them no i mean they there were people that were hostile to claims of, of vaccine injury even if you don't, bring up don't the pretend reports, like they're invisible and they don't exist. Bears reports. Those are nonsense, right? Yeah. Roundtable discussion. Insights and tools to counter vaccine hesitancy. None of it was, hey, how about listen to those who are hesitant and say what, why they're hesitant and then counter it. Nope. <laughs> don't engage. Just run roughshod over them. In fact, they love the authoritarian policies of the Chinese government. If they could all do that and just force it because there's um, positive thought forms of uh we need to eliminate all capacity for religious freedom. There should be no exemptions to these rollouts and mandates, except for the extremely narrow potential for medical exemptions. Yet when pressed on what those might be, they had no idea. So basically an, a one size fits all approach, which is a communist Marxist medical agenda. And I don't even know if they're intelligent enough to know that they're engaged in that. Or if they are intelligent enough to know that they even care, which they're uh, bottom line. Again, they're authoritarian. They're anti-freedom. They're anti-science. Super D, is that too strong of a word to call them anti-science? That should get them where it hurts when they call us anti-science because they are anti-science. I would even go as far as to say that perhaps they are exhibiting their own version of anti-science aggression mm-hmm. i'm sure that'll, that that'll get under uh, uh peter hotez's skin right? a little bit but it's true Who, who's engaged in anti-science aggression those who want to suppress all speech that disagrees with the official narrative despite the fact that the official narrative is you know to say it's skating on thin ice is an understatement because if their only agenda is to shut down and shout down those that may have some level of disagreement not to engage it tells you how strong their arguments are. They're not strong at all. They're paper thin and it's wet and it's, uh, you know, the breakthrough is happening. They, they hate doctors like Dr. Asim Malhotra from, from England, a prominent cardiologist who lost his father and started asking questions. And, and, you know, of course, rather than engage in like, uh, what is he saying? Is there any credence to it? No, no, no. Their response is there are a number of prominent physicians in my country. Another British physician scientist says, and they're gaining fame for their underfounded uh, positions around vaccine dangers. Most recently, they're gaining fame. Of course, that's, that's why they did it. Of course, you know, you know, they lose much of their ability to practice medicine as they enjoyed before. And oh, they become a pariah. I mean, basically, you know, in, in, in the medical uh, uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're gay. Yeah, they gained fame. Oh, so it's all about money, right? Yeah, yeah. they always, they love to do that. You know, they just love to try and make it all. With they were, they were going to write a book. So let's they, show the um the Krispy Kreme donut thing. Is that do you have that up? Is that possible? I do. It's, it's one of those things where you know the doctors here that wrote this article, the two doctors, you know, were trying to bring some level of common sense and ask reasonable questions and. He had a comment here. It's obvious that the Krispy Kreme donuts and travel restrictions are carrots and sticks that don't that have only partially worked. Those that remain hesitant are steadfast in their position because they have looked harder than most. Continues. They aren't believing rumors. They're listening to credentialed physicians and scientists who have authored numerous peer-reviewed papers and who have happened to be COVID-19 vaccine critics. 
Why don't we engage them openly and see what they have to say? The doctor asks. And then Katie Atwell, PhD, professor from Australia, says we cannot give any voice to the critic. Once the public sees them on equal footing with us, they may believe what they are saying. Well, bingo. That's it. That that is where everyone, and that's that's a very nice way mm-hmm. of saying what the skeptics say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we we aren't even going to entertain the idea of even discussing this publicly or debating with anybody publicly, yeah. uh, because if we do that, then it's going to make people think that that person that they're debating is equal mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Again, so, it's it's a position of superiority, it's right? Ego, it's authoritarianism. I'm not going to share some of my narcissism with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. How you about that, what I said earlier about the, um, we can't, we're not capable of determining fact from fiction, right? Misinformation from information, disinformation from information. And I think that if you're a doctor or a scientist, you should be greatly offended by this. If you've achieved those high-level degrees and you think you know stuff more than the public, and yet your own peers are saying, no, 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 you should not engage. You don't have the capacity to tell what's information and disinformation. And we don't want you to be exposed to it because that might, you know, you might start seeing them as credible. Like me, I have no capacity to determine that of my own. I have to just stop, you know, seeing my friends, you know, uh, any any colleague that disagrees with me or perhaps it's because they know the truth and they want to hide it and that of course is a big part of this it's a censorship game based on again those who censor those who censor do not have a powerful or strong enough argument to to convince via critical thinking skills and communication skills how about just common courtesy? Jeez, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, why, why is it we can't even have conversations about this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, and how, how just, I don't even know, how snobby do you have to make yourself look that you just look down your nose at somebody and go, I'm not even going to waste my time having this conversation with you. We're not going to debate about this because. How about uh, the discussion on immunology? And the impact of COVID vaccines on uh, immune markers, the ability to even do what they proclaimed they initially did, suppressing the expression of disease. No, well, preventing it. And I think there's another money shot uh, visual you pulled out of this article. If you can show that now, I think it goes to the heart of, if I remember this correctly. Uh, Let's see. Yes. When it came time for questions. So the doctor asked the panel, as we all know, uptake of the bivalent booster is very low. People are unwilling to subject themselves to another shot because there are no no trials that look at outcomes. Only immunogenicity, which you yourself are saying is insufficient. Why not insist on trials that could prove an outcome benefit? And, you know, one of the advisory panel guys, Levy, says, uh, well, we, we it's not up to us to determine that. We just vote yay or nay, basically, right? And then another panel member, this doctor of biological sciences, uh, head, head of SETI lab, Alessandro SETI, Professor at La Jolla Institute for Immunology piped in. It would be practical. The signal is too small because we are no longer dealing with a non-naive population. Basically, they acknowledge, this guy acknowledged, we, it, you couldn't tell anyway, shot or no shot. Everybody's been exposed. It's endemic. So why then are we insisting that everyone gets boosted? The good doctor asks. The moderator says, uh, okay, we veered off topic. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Nothing to oh, see here. How is that? 
great scientific endeavor and group, this World Congress on Vaccine, World Vaccine Congress. Again, embarrassing. Is it not embarrassing? I'm embarrassed for you doctors and scientists that still believe there's credibility in these groups. They're promoting a, a cult or a religion, not science. And, and by the way, being a scientist doesn't preclude being a religious person, although many scientists have become atheistic. I believe that the true endeavor of science is to discover the world around us, within us, all of that. It really is uncovering the majesty of creation. That's my perspective on it. But I'm also wary of doctors and scientists with no belief in, in, a, in a, a divine creator because their ethics may not exist if, if they exist at all. We talk about medical ethics being an oxymoron just because you can technologically alter DNA via mRNA, you know, programming DNA to, you know, protein manifest differently. Uh, should you? They believe they should, or they don't even think, you know, about consequences. Consequences be damned. In fact, if there are any that we don't like, we'll shout them down. We'll, we'll try to convince you that they don't exist. And for those that do uh, believe it exists, we won't engage them in debate to convince them otherwise because that would give them credence for us just even talking to them. Well, how about that? We don't really want to talk to you boneheads. N not that we wouldn't, I would still have you on the show, but it would be embarrassing for you. Not, it would, you would not gain credibility. It would be revealing to all how non-credible you are, like the interview with ultimately Neil deGrasse Tyson with Del Bigtree. Took a while to get there, but then you find out Neil deGrasse Tyson is a medical collectivist. I mean, he's not a medical doctor astrophysicist and goes, Hey, the individual scientist does not matter, which tells you all you need to know that when you are engaged in collectivist view of the world, you sacrifice the ultimate. And that is the individual, the divine spark of creation. You, me, super Don. the group consciousness or the group think is, uh, basically emanating from a collectivist Marxist communist agenda in medicine. Yes. In medicine too. There is no room for dissent. If you dissent, we will pull you out of the uh, population and re-educate you if we can. If not, you know, we, they'll try to censor you. If that's not enough, they'll try to kill you. This is the history, of course, of tyrants. And what we're dealing with is not vaccine science or medical science. We're dealing with vaccine tyranny and medical tyranny rooted in collectivism. The denial of the ultimate rights that... Uh, come through you the moment you're born. They are of you. They are your essence because God made it that way, created us to be that way. And when you deny that individual divinity and the rights that are bestowed upon you by God, not government, not medicine, etc., then you are willing to sacrifice and even kill in the name of the greater good, right? That what is vaccinology all about? The greater good, collectivism. The individual can be sacrificed. How many children have been maimed or killed in the name of the greater good documentary, of course, by, um, well, the greater good documentary of y'all, y'all seen that. I hope you have, um, I think your, your buddy, our buddy, Scott Shera interviewed, uh, uh, what was that recently? Super D you're, you're also uh, producing so many podcasts. I don't know how you keep up with them all now. <laughs> this one. Who are we talking about? Uh, remember the greater good documentary? Yes. And that health freedom and all, all that she has done in, in the court systems, et cetera, to help win, you know, the mask, getting the mask mandate thrown out. It was a very recent interview Scott Shara did with our friend and she's wonderful. This is yeah. me testing your moment. Sorry. You're going back only, only one or two interviews, I think. 
with Scott Shera. Yeah. Okay. It was no, a good interview. Not help. Okay. It was very good. I'm trying. Enjoyed it immensely. Okay. Very informative. I would suggest that big, you go big to boot, my friend. A, I would suggest that you go to uh, uh, Rumble. Yeah. Rumble channel. That's okay. where you would find. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain was somewhere else. You you caught That's me. That's right. Guard. I do that from time to time. Y'all know. And I hope everybody's in the chat room. I hope you're digging this. I think this is important because there are people on the fence, and as evidenced by the two doctors that attended the World Vaccine Council or or, or you know the Congress, that they're saying, hey, you know what? Talking about Nurse Aaron. What? No, not no, not Nurse Aaron. No. And then there was um, Tracy Slepsevic. No. Maybe it was before that. There was uh, Leslie Manukian. There you go. You nailed it. Okay, thank you. Our friend Leslie. All right. Good job. I'm actually yeah. working with her too. Yes, Leslie's awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, um, she would know, shoot what, me right now. She, she heard I what I just did, yeah. but but that's all right. She loves you. She loves us. We love her. <laughs> but Leslie is amazing. And, and you know, I just got his kudos to Scott Shera. Dude, he's gone through so much with the loss of his daughter, Grace. And what has he turned that into? He's become, I say, one man wrecking crew in some ways. Uh, you know, coming back uh, about everything from his deeply held religious beliefs and not taking prisoners about these subjects, tackling them, bringing on great people, many of whom we've interviewed over the years that are friends of ours. And I yeah, just got to give a shout out. Lots of love to Scott Sheriff for all that he's doing. And uh, and Leslie Manukian, of course, as well. Greater Good is the documentary if you haven't seen it. So uh, as we uh, wrap up the opening uh, discussion here on this big, long article, um, there's a secondary article I don't have time to go into about uh, the surprise. Uh, Steve Kirsch points out that the COVID jabs were never tested for safety. These are things we said early on while we found out about them, the moment we found out about them, and that we were banned from YouTube. We were banned on Spotify, variously banned from time to time on other networks, back on others at times. And, uh, you know, all we do is believe in freedom and live that freedom. And that is freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. And none of these vaccine cultists, apparently at the higher levels of these uh, meetings, believe in those things. They do not share our values. They don't share our, our, our love and devotion to human life, all life. They're willing to sacrifice certain life forms that could include your children if you let them in the name of some, again, collectivist, mushy, greater good. It is not godly what they're doing. And I know that some of them might believe it is. There are true believers there, but I'm here to let you know that they are, at the very mildest, deeply misguided, even if they mean well. And so what are we to do move, moving forward? Well, keep listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Keep sharing the show, and uh, maybe more folks will wake up from their, um, their pharmaceutical-induced slumber. And maybe many of them will end up going to Trinity School of Natural Health and learn about body, mind, spirit transformation. Not only potential, but realities. The graduates from Trinity School are, are so wide and varied, coming from various backgrounds, whether it be medical or non-medical, nursing, non-nursing. There are chiropractors, naturopaths, herbalists, homeopaths, all coming together to say, you know what? We need this body, mind, spirit education. Where are we going to get it? We're going to get it from trinityschool.org and from Trinity School of Natural Health. Joining us now on the Robert Schabell Show, Amber Dippon. Hi, Amber. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's been so a while. Good. It's good to see you. And we've we've got to spotlight so many awesome Trinity graduates, which has been so much fun. I remember talking to Julie about that. I said, Julie, I love hearing from Amber and everybody in-house, but I want to hear from some of you guys and gals that have graduated from Trinity and are out there doing their work and making great things happen. And so that's been fun. And 
with all of those stories, I, I have to swing back around to let's get all these new folks that are on the fence going, when should I start at Trinity? How about Founders Day week specials might stimulate them into action? Absolutely. You bet. So um, the last several years, we've done a Founders Day special this week. And um, to start that was because um, Dr. Whitman's uh, co-founder with him, Mrs. Uh, Marilyn Whitman, mm -hmm. uh, her birthday falls this week. So it's actually birthday, today. We love so you. happy birthday, Mrs. Whitman. She's yes. out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sure listening to us. Um, so we do a Founders Day special this week and in honor of of them and starting this amazing, amazing school, amazing programs. Um, we have lots of discounts going on right now, Robert. We've been there for like 20 years, two decades. I, I know. And I'm only 35. How does that work? How did that work? That's crazy. I don't know. But I, I think about what you have witnessed in your time there that the, I'm so excited every time I hear about the great growth that's occurring. The more people are coming through, taking the program, whether it be at Lectures on Demand or going full on into all of the programs or any of them, and then coming out and doing what I have always said would be the most valuable thing to do in any community, even if maybe those graduates weren't valued as much 20 years ago as I believe they are today because of the changes that are occurring in terms of our recognition of the limitations of education when it goes all into a body-only discussion and or chemistry discussion. And we know it's so much more than that. And Trinity is dedicated. And of course, going back to uh, Wendell Whitman and of course, Julie Whitman Klein and all that she's done and all the team, including you, to bring about the education that was sorely lacking over the last century and bringing it back out. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I started, this is my 21st year. So when I started, we had three programs that we offered. Three. Amazing. And we were busy. But I didn't know busy at that time. Till, you know, we have 19 growing plus uh, programs and um, our our instructors are amazing. It's just the change, Robert, from 21 years ago to now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you read a book and, and you did a test and now we have all the interaction with the instructors and the other students. And then we have the events that we bring everybody together. It's really nice to see the evolution over time. And I think I think Dr. Whitman would be really, really proud of too. the school, of the instructors, of Julie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I look at Julie and I'm like, imagine her dad going, Julie, amazing what you've done. Amazing. Absolutely. Because there have been challenges since he's passed. I mean, it's not like it's been totally easy. And, and you know, it, there's no guarantee in life that you can continue with a, a mission as pure and as wonderful as, as Wendell Whitman set forward with health freedom as well. And, and yet persevered through those challenges to really, you know, let's say pivot a little bit here and there to figure out, Hey, what's changing in the marketplace for these ideas and the schools and options and really make the right choices. And even if there's a stumble along the way to continue to learn from those things and become stronger and better. And that's what I see happening with Trinity. I've witnessed it, been part of it for many years as well. And I'm just, like I said, it makes me smile every time I get to see somebody that's either taken Trinity coursework or graduate at this point, and that family is growing. Yes, yes. And, you know, I've been here, like I say, for so long that sometimes you just, I don't say take things for granted, but you see certain things and then you bring in others that have new visions and new ideas. And, um, you know, Dr. Lauren Ameling, amazing with her ideas and her programs and what she brings um, to Trinity uh, with Julie now. And then, like I say, the instructors that had a backseat before that now they are out there with the students and interacting with them. And it, I'm proud of it. And it's not my, it's not, you know, it wasn't mine. 
Right. Um, but I'm proud of it because I've been here for so long and to see the changes and where we're going. And we mm. appreciate you for giving us this platform to be able to talk to everybody. Well, it's been exciting for me to be part of this journey, honestly, because, you know, I, I got to learn some things that are pretty extraordinary outside of a, a traditional setting, the way it used to be. And we're talking, you know, thousands of years of recorded history. How did we become healers? And yet we don't have enough of that. I would call it ancestral and tribal knowledge. It's been almost you know, squashed out of our reality. They, they shouted down our ability to speak, you know, part of our opening today, talking about freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, spirituality, all of these things. And coming back to that and beginning to reestablish the communities that have this value system that is common, body, mind, and spirit. And, you know, I see all of these programs that are popping up and how they fit into that big picture. And not everybody has to take every program. I mean, that's why it's so beautiful. You now have the ability to fit into this larger picture very unique things, special specialities. In fact, people are drawn to some things and not others to have that as part of it and never, let's say, abandon the, the fundamental principles just right. to grow for the sake of growth to continue to be certain, you know, if we're going to add something, it's going to have that same level of quality and it's only going to expand the people. And many of the people that have gone through programs say, I'm so excited because I want that now too. <laughs> so people keep coming back for more. We have found that um, definitely the last few years that they take one of our core programs and they get the little bit of taste of one of those specialized mm -hmm. something out there that they find their niche and then they come back and and they jump back into a second program, third program. You know, we have students that have taken five, six, seven programs. So that's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So some of the deals I want to tell you about, and Amber can chime in on this, of course, 5% uh, off on the CNHP, Certified Natural Health Professional, and CHHP, Certified Holistic Health Practitioner Programs, beginning on May 1st. And that can be combined with the 5% paid in full discount if you've been saving up money to go. And the beautiful thing, again, about Trinity programs is you don't go bankrupt. You don't go into debt for 30 years like you do with these other programs that you don't even learn a fraction of what you learn through Trinity. So even if it's to save 5%, that's still significant. Now everybody wants to do that. And again, you can combine it with a paid in full if you want to do that. Uh, so that's a, a really big start for the big programs that you offer. And that's just some of what's on special this week. Absolutely. And yes, we you can um, combine them for the paid in full. But we also, just to put it out there, you know, we offer interest-free payment plans. Hmm. So we're trying we're trying to make it out there for anybody um, that has, has that interest that we can bring them in and help them. Yeah, it's it's quite relative to the kind of education you get. Man, the value is so much greater at Trinity, what you'll actually come out with. And again, that's why it's highlighted and spotlighted so many of the graduates to let you all see if you weren't sure, do I invest in this and then what? Could I do right. it? Yes. In fact, there are people succeeding all over the place. And, and I love to highlight, and there's more to highlight and spotlight. But again, this is a special week with our Founders Week discussion. 10% off on Trinity merchandise. We used to call that swag. Now the young people yes. call it drip. <laughs> uh, but I, I will often wear my Trinity uh, uh, clothing out and about my hoodie as my favorite. I've got to now get the t-shirts rolling because we're starting to get warm finally. So yes. I can bring the Trinity shirts out and stuff. So that's cool. 10% on that. 20% uh, off lectures on demand. And there are uh, awesome lectures on demand. My friend, Dr. Ravi Kulasekara, I've got one on, you know, the intro to clinical homeopathy 101 plus. And now you've got more expansive uh, for those who want to go further into clinical homeopathy with uh, the partnership with um, uh, Desbio, which is nice. And there's an endocannabinoid professional program, 20% off on uh, uh, that as well. If you pay in full, yep. uh, let's see what else is coming. Oh, we got the Trinity live and Trinity health freedom Explorer now sort of combined in time. Yes. 
this year we're going to do them a Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday. Um, and we have a, a, a great special that we've come up with. And, and this week we have it even, even better that, so the, the Trinity live is Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. Each one of those sessions is $50. So you're looking at $200 there. Then we also have the alumni dinner that would be Friday evening. That is $50. Then that you have the expo. If you come the whole weekend, we have the symposium at the expo on Saturday evening that also uh, you can get the virtual um, expo that will be um, next February. Mm -hmm. Right now you can get all of that. We, we typically have it if you do the whole bundle for $300, which is a $55 savings. But right now, if you do it this week, we have an additional $25 off of that. So for $275, you can come from Thursday to Sunday and enjoy everything. Now the Trinity Live is is usually for uh, either active students or graduates of Trinity, but also other holistic uh, programs. You will benefit because you will learn certain tracks uh, that will provide continuing education. I believe as well. They they do provide continuing education. Mm -hmm. So does the so does the Expo as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons if you're already a health professional to come and uh, get some more education and get those credits you need every year as well. So there you go. Trinity live event founders day specials, uh, April 10th through 14th. We are now on the 11th. So we're partway through the week. So take advantage of, of that. And it looks like, again, the dates, I want to say this right now, the actual Trinity health freedom expo is the, usually the weekend 14th and the 15th of October, middle of October this week. Uh, I'm sorry, this, this year. And, uh, super Don, if we have a banner for that, I guess we got to add that in now that we have an official date scheduled or selected for the health freedom expo, because we always like to keep, uh, in mind what's upcoming. So we don't lose our way and there's plenty of events, but I call it like the granddaddy of them all, the health freedom expo. At Trinity. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that education from the live, not only the speakers, but it is such a great way to network. Even if you you don't have a storefront per se, but maybe you have something behind the scenes, but come to the expo, come to the live, network with other people. You know how it works, Robert. You're there every time and and putting our name out there and talking to everybody. But get to know others because you can you can feed off of each other. You can build off of each other. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And there was some great things happening every once in a while. There's the virtual race for raising funds for a scholarship. Uh, the the Wendell Whitman Memorial Scholarship uh, Fund, which yes. also provides people that you know really want to go and uh, you know there may be economic hardships or others that they're going through, and it provides a way to support others to go that couldn't go for any reason. Yes. So um, that's something that I you know love to promote and let people know about as well. Absolutely, and the scholarships. Um, since you mentioned that with the with the um, run. Uh, $31 um, for 31 days of that virtual race. I shouldn't say run anymore. We did yeah. have it that, but now it's swim, bike, whatever way you can do 31 miles. Yeah. Um, just promoting the the movement. But we do, we offer scholarships and we um, award them every quarter. So every, we're getting ready here this week. We're going to announce the recipients of the first quarter of mm -hmm. uh, 2023. So when you go to our website, if you go clear down to the bottom, you can click on the scholarship there, fill out the application there, send it to us. If you don't get it one scholar or one quarter, mm -hmm. submit it again, yeah. you know, keep getting, keep getting it in there. But yes, that virtual race feeds into that and very proud of those as well. I imagine it's got to be hard to determine the scholarship winners. I mean, you guys care so much about the people coming in and you want to help everybody to be there. Has there been any 
movement as we're growing. And I think it's wonderful that uh, maybe the scholarship, you know, endowment may, may increase over time. Has that been happening? More participation? You know, it's certainly uh, over the years, we keep doing more. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see what happens here with the virtual race. You never know. Mm -hmm. If we if we start getting hundreds of people coming that virtual race, which would yeah. be wonderful, you know, that'll just keep adding there to that to the scholarship. That's what I'm thinking is more people participate and you want to help others. It's sort of like paying it forward and you get to have some fun and and get some Trinity swag as well. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you do. We're proud of it. We want to show we're proud of our school. We're proud of you. So heavens, yes, we're going to send you something. Exactly. So that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, so as far as uh, the program, again, the CNHP and the CHHP, you know, traditional naturopathy, uh, all of it leading to something that, you know, in fact, I had um, I was on yesterday's show. We had a, a naturopathic uh, physician, uh, Dr. Peter Glidden, who's appeared at the Health Freedom Expo. And he, and he said, you know, right out and he's got almost allopathic level training as well in his naturopathy. But he also acknowledges where a lot of naturopathy got engulfed and devoured and has become basically allopathic medicine light. And he said, you know, you're more likely to learn. In fact, you will learn more about traditional naturopathy at Trinity School of Natural Health than you will in those so-called accredited go go broke and bankrupt trying to pay for those educations that you end up. You can be a naturopath and you can vaccinate people, which is like, what? What? You can give drugs to people. Yes. Right. No, that's not naturopathy. <laughs> you know, I just have to make that distinction. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything changes. Everything's revolving. Um you know, you were just talking about um, COVID and, and the vaccinations and stuff like that. And, you know, we saw we saw a huge, huge movement with our students, with um, with our people. I'm sure you did, too, when all of that went down and and everybody's saying, nope, I want natural health. Where where are we going? So um, because of that, sometimes we are where we are, but we need to make sure that everybody knows what's going on with it. Yeah. And fundamentally, y'all, we're in support of freedom. Trinity School of Natural Health is about health freedom. And so whether you have come from an allopathic background or you have a lay background, wherever you want to start, uh, the benefits are all there to empower you to, if it's just to care for yourself and your family better, more efficiently. But as I argue, and I think I'm right on this, the shift in the value system of our country and much of the West is now looking toward natural dare I say integrative, although that, that term, it can be uh, loosely uh, described in many ways, but let's say things that are again, acknowledging body, mind, spirit connectivity, that it's not just about the physical. There's so much more to maintaining and regaining good health. And none of it revolves around, what would we call it? Uh, deficiencies of toxic poisons. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> Right, right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put this put this out there because of things that come around and we're getting the word out there and we're getting what Trinity has to offer out there um, here just in 2023 so far in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had over 500 students that we've brought in. Wow. 500. Um, just from this last term that people finished, we have over 128 graduates just in one term. And that's just, that's a, like a one month, four week term. Um, so, you know, those kind of things, bring them, bring them in. They want to learn and we are here to provide that to them. Mm. And, and you, you are. are. Well, yes. And what's fun for me on top of all of this is that when I go out to these many events and not every one of them, sometimes I'll, you know, Trinity, you'll have a booth to reach out at various events that I'm at, but a lot of times there's too many. You can't go to them all. 
And I love it because it, invariably at every one of them, I will meet a Trinity or a number of Trinity graduates or Trinity students right now. Right. And that, again, makes me so happy. It's like, my gosh, we are transforming this place for better health. And, and, you know, again, it's so empowering. It's so uplifting. And the people that are going through the program and they also say, Hey, it ain't easy. It's not like you just sign on and like automatically you win. You, you got to work, you got to study, but you, you want to, because you want to be able to help people legitimately. And right. uh, the knowledge base with which you guys are going to out to the world is something that I think is, is probably very surprising when those who are trained allopathically come to the school and go, Whoa, this is rigorous. This is stuff I never learned, but this is, you know, this is legit. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of uh, misinformation. We talk about that, you know, trying to, di uh, let's say, discredit these natural channels for health options and supporting the community and the people in the community in a different way. And again, the value system shifting and whether somebody comes out and becomes a gra Trinity graduate and, and works within a doctor's office, and that's happened many times, we've featured that, or goes out on their own. The fact of the matter is what you're doing because of what you learn at Trinity is only becoming more valuable, more critical to help not only yourself, but others. So again, we're on the right track, no doubt. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I work behind the scenes with all of the, the programs and the students and, and I see what goes on. And um, I just finished up, I just graduated uh, last term from the health coach program because I thought even though I you know, I've seen the videos and, and I see the what goes on and I make help make phone calls to those that haven't submitted stuff or whatever it is. Um, I wanted to do it firsthand to mm -hmm. see from a student perspective, not an administrator perspective, but I wanted to flip and, and do the health coach. And I am here to tell you that our programs are in depth. Our programs, you will learn a lot. They are not taken lightly. These instructors that have built these courses and programs it, it's pretty amazing. It is a, it's a great information. It's a lot of information, but you're going to be able to do something with it. And you're going to just, I think you're going to embrace it and then find another path to go down and, and keep mm -hmm. going. But uh, we're certainly here to educate and to help for yeah. sure. So uh, can you give us a, a sneak preview? I know I didn't plan this, but on any uh, new coursework that might, is work being worked on down the road, maybe people might go, Oh, I can't wait for that. Anything going on? Um, you know, um, well, uh, one that we actually just just now are starting and we have our first enrollments, but uh, not a lot of people know about it is our business program, mm -hmm. wellness business program. And we've had an unbelievable amount sign up for this term that just started. So I'd love to get that one out there. It, we have in the works. I can't give a date, Robert, right. so don't hold me to it. Right, right. But we have in the works. I think a lot of people would like to know about it. We are coming up with a Spanish program. Right. That's a lot um, of work to put that together. The translation. Yes, we have been. Um, it, it's taken some time for us here, but we want to make sure we get it right. Mm -hmm. And there is a huge, huge um, desire for it out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've listened. We're working on it. Um, it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. Like I said, I, I just did the health coach program. So I know that there's a lot that goes into that. So keep your eyes open here. We keep giving a little bit of a teaser and I'm, I'm hoping here in 2023 that will transpire, but it's, it's out there. So yeah. exciting stuff. Well, on the, uh, um, the development of these new programs, as I said, expansion, um, more lectures on demand and, you know, these things can whet your appetite, but right now they're like, was it 20 bucks off? Or twenty percent off the lectures on the twenty percent off. So right now they're uh, forty dollars. Wow! 
Yeah. And you have them, you, you can listen to them over and over and over and over again. It's not a listen one time and you're done. It, it's yours. And I'll tell you what, uh, if you haven't taken the clinical homeopathy 101 plus that I did, it doesn't change. The transformation is real, but the foundation is for me, everything to get you started. Even if you do other forms of homeopathy, other natural medicines and remedies to get those basics is still valuable. So if you haven't done that yet, you may decide to go on to further clinical homeopathy coursework, or you might just, that's going to leap and give me the basics to know now know how to make homeopathy work. But also, as I've argued to enhance every other form of natural medicine, herbalism, et cetera, going back to the basics of the terrain. So, uh, Again, I'm excited to, if we got a special deal on that one as well. That's linked up, and you, you take advantage of it the 11th through the uh, 14th of April. Here we are in 2023 while this is going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that you had me on today. I said, um, you know, I've I've known you for a while now. As a You were a student. I knew you as a student. Mm-hmm. So coming to the expo and things like that is how we get to interact and get to meet and put faces with names and voices and everything. So um, things just come around. It's funny. It's funny sometimes how they come around, but um, if nothing else, our events with the, uh, you know, the networking, but then Mm -hmm. we get to, we get to meet each other with like minds. Yeah. Do you have a a schedule of um, events that Trinity will be exhibiting in like other things over the years? You've done some occasionally. I don't know if there's any ones I'm going to see you guys at before the, the health freedom expo, which of course, you know, I always look forward to that every year. Yeah, I'm not sure what the dates are. Um, we typically go with the um, Expo East and Expo West. Oh, okay. Um, Julie and uh, Cody Klein has been going out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kim with Thriving for Health typically goes uh, to those. And those um, are reaching into the, like the health food store arena, right? A lot of the natural product sector to educate right. those that work in in, the, in that environment, which is great. If you are uh, running a health food store, whether you're an employee or you own it, uh, consider the coursework at Trinity something that could greatly expand your ability to help folks that are coming in. And of course, that would benefit you again economically and your work as a you know someone that's providing not only products, good products, but even services that you could uh, right. supplement what you're doing. Right. And if you um, you know, we sometimes people ask us and we get this a lot at the expos, you know, I I own a business and I'd like to train my staff. Mm-hmm. So have them call me. Yeah. Have them call me. We, you have a group together and we will work with you. Yeah. Give me a call. That's great. And, and, you know, on the business side, we did, uh, at the, at the virtual expo, I did, uh, an interview, if we can call it that, but it was a kind of a panel discussion with many of the Trinity, uh, uh we call the people that are the, the doing the curricula teaching the Trinity teachers, etc. And it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. I learned a lot and and there was a lot of focus on business and acknowledgement that even over the years, there's been a lot of focus within uh, the training to recognize it's not just about, you know, teaching you body, mind, spirit, but it's like, how do you put that into play in the real world and business world? So uh, that's another aspect of the support that Trinity provides now, apparently going even stronger with business uh, modules available. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. We get it all the time. You know, when I first started 21 years ago, the majority of our students signed up for our programs just because they wanted to learn about natural health. They wanted to learn for themselves, might help somebody in their family, but, you know, they just wanted to to live a better lifestyle. Probably Um, that has completely changed over the years. People now, of course, they want to know for themselves, but they've probably done some digging around and some searching online and things. But now they want to know it so that they can help other people. And you and I both know the world out there 
we need all the help that we can get. So we, mm. yeah, we're here. We do. All right, Amber Dippin, uh, you are doing amazing work. And I just look forward to hearing more wonderful uh, results uh, for the people that are joining in and graduating. And uh, anytime I can feature, you know, those graduates, we have such a great time with them on the show. And it really inspires others to say, you know, if they can do it, because they're all various backgrounds, amazing backgrounds to start up and, and go into this and, and do wonderful things and be successful. So uh, y'all check out trinityschool.org. Always linked up here. You'll always be a banner here at robertscottbell.com. And Thank then, you. again, take advantage of the Founder Days uh, specials this week uh, till the 14th of April, this Friday, 2023, for those of you listening live or shortly thereafter. And that includes, you know, again, merchandise and, and things as well as uh, the, the lectures on demand as well. All of it's on sale right now. So take advantage of that. Amber, anything else to wrap it up before we uh, got to take a break? Top of the hour here. I just thank you for giving us the platform, for giving us a, a voice out there, for giving our students and graduates. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. You're doing great things, Robert. Great thank things. You. And, and thank you all for your support of health, freedom, and healing liberty, for which, uh, you know, without which we would would not be possible to do the things that you're doing at Trinity and all the people graduating and, and many of the doctors that are learning. We got to get that education, too. So you're all welcome. And I thank you all for being here. Thank you, Amber. Appreciate you. Thank you. And I hope to see every one of you at the expo. Absolutely. And remember, folks, as we wrap up the first hour, we got high res coming up in hour two. But until then, the power to heal is yours. How do you like your science filled with loads of Hegelian dialectic politics? Oh, it wasn't toxic enough. We got to add that in the mix. Politicizing science. I got a brief uh, uh, perspective on that. And then we go to amazing hip hop music. If it's still called that, I don't know. I'm sold. I don't even know anymore. New York City born, Florida raised. Sounds like my story a little bit. But High res is going to join us in just a little while. And we're going to be talking about his amazing journey through music and uh, I, I would say even depoliticizing uh, the music. Although, you know, music is interesting as it relates to politics, the ability to uh, speak out about what's going on or what's going wrong in the day through music is something that's been uh, part of the American experience. If we go back to the folk singers of the 1960s and early 70s coming out of the Vietnam debacle. Uh, so we got that and a whole lot more this hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show. But first up, Politicizing Science, another great Brownstone article, Brownstone Institute article by Rob Jenkins, Why Politicized Science is Dangerous. It goes into the 2004 novel by Michael Crichton called State of Fear. And uh, it, it takes the, uh, the, let's say, the fear of, uh, you know, let's say a, a politicized disease, you know, and you can superimpose things like global warming, uh, global cooling, climate change, et cetera. The convenience of pushing forward a political ideology based on uh, a scientific, Im Im I would say impediment. That's not the word I'm looking for, uh, but a scientific, uh, something that's like, oh my gosh, the world is going to end. The scientists say, so you guys got to fall in line. Kind of like what we talked about last hour. It's an emergency. So you have to abandon, uh, you know, what the constitution or if you're a religious person, a person of faith, it's like it's an emergency. So God says you have to abandon the Bible. Of course, that doesn't exist. That's not in the Bible. 
silly. In fact, when things are a state of emergency, it, it's more closely aligned in terms of survivability is to find out those principles and cling to them, apply them in your life. And so in po politicizing science, uh, this article, this essay, Crichton writes about the scientific theory that emerged early in the, uh, well, 19th, 20, well, late 19th, but early 20th century. This is progressivism under Woodrow Wilson, Oliver Wendell Holmes, Louis Brandeis. These were also known as eugenicists. A lot of this, the ethics that they were talking about, it was not ethical. Um, and, you know, this is where they embrace things like terminating the life of babies before they even have a chance to come out into the life world outside of mommy. You know, this stuff has happened in so-called progressivist science. And the politicizing of science has never been more uh, profound and in your face, in our faces, uh, than during COVID where even quote unquote scientists with all the credentials, doctors with all the credentials, if they didn't fall in line with the politicized narrative, they would be denigrated. They would be ostracized. They would be called names like we have been called names because, oh, wow, you're not a real doctor, Robert. You're a homeopath. That's crazy. So the elimination of the possibility of considering what I or someone like me might have to say, or even a, a physician who is trained allopathically who began to see the dangerous nonsense that was being foisted upon us during COVID, uh, they now became subject to the same kind of treatment. And as we opened the show uh, last hour, talking about what happened at the World uh, Vaccination Congress uh, with two doctors that went in and asked questions, pointed questions, we find out that those people engaged in politicized science are simply, merely, propagating collectivism through medicine, through science, which is another form of Marxism or communism. The destruction of the individual, the willingness to sacrifice the individual for an ill-defined greater good. And that is not what we're all about here. But if you read this article, again, Crichton was in on the inside of this. He wrote, uh, you know, fictionalized novels about it. And I think you can replace some of the things in state of fear and substitute coronavirus for global warming. You'll see how it plays out similarly through all of these things. And ultimately, this last paragraph, I'll just get to this because I want to get the high res. I'm excited to have him on the show today. Ultimately, what Crichton emphasizes is the importance of rejecting politicized science and insisting that governments and researchers follow the actual science to its honest conclusions, whatever those may be. Doing so will uh, likely not benefit the powers that be, which is why they so vigorously resist the idea, but it will certainly benefit the rest of humanity. And, uh, you know, this is the, you know, the point of what we're all about here bringing the power to heal back to you, the individual, where it belongs, and your freedom to help others in freedom. And in the documentary film we worked on called Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, you can go to utahsafeandeffective.org. You'll see we posit these concerns that we had here and scientifically reference all of them uh, about separation of medicine and state, separation of medicine and media, separation of medicine and religion even, because the conflicts are brutal and deadly. But what we can do is enjoy the music, the good music that's raising awareness, raising consciousness, and uh, sometimes sticking a thumb in the eye of the establishment, which you know I love about what High Res is doing. And he does it with great humor. And Super Don, my humble and lovable producer, has become a super fan of High Res. I don't know how many hundreds of times have you watched the 2 plus 2 equals 5, I believe. It that is. 2 plus 2 equals 5 video is hilarious. It's awesome. It's put together really well. And it had people, what got my attention on it was the people that were in the video. Because I mean, yeah. when was the last time? And we'll have to talk to him about this because yeah. I just. You know, we've we've seen interviews with Robert Malone, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he's been on these things and that that thing like that. But I've never seen this side of him before, and it was just absolutely, it was just hilarious to watch this. video. and you've seen it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But he's got a lot of good stuff out there. And actually, another one that just came out more recently than that one. But uh, mm-hmm. that's the one that got my first got my attention. Yeah, well, I enjoyed him. I, I met him briefly at uh, one of the events. I think it was in Orlando, one of the events that the Warners put on. And there was a lot of health freedom action activity behind the scenes, planning, strategy sessions, etc. So let's welcome the Robert Scott Bell Show for the first time. Hi, Rez. Hanging out with you, buddy. I feel all the more cool. Uh, I feel cool uh, being here and hanging out with you guys. Can you hear me? Because we didn't get to test audio. So Yeah, no, you, yeah, look, good. you sound great other than me being annoyed that you can grow a beard way better than me. It, it, it kind of sprung up out of nowhere because I used to have one of those patchy beards, but I think as soon as I got a little closer with God, I think God just kind of blessed me with this. With this uh, wisdom <laughs> See, there you go. Beard. Who needs Rogaine, right? Yo, what you need is God. There you I'm go. Not, takes I, care I, of it. I need to do better. Irez is encouraging me. So awesome, <laughs> dude. You, you, you're, you're again. You, you got a great humor about you and very talented. I mean, I, uh, the, the 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 wordsmithing that you do. Uh, during your songs, it's just like it's it's rapid fire, but it's you know it all has a place and a meaning in there is what I've noticed. And uh, just I don't know where it is you gravitated. At what point was it COVID that brought you into this? It's kind of like uh, our friend Five Times August, who's been in you know the music business for years, and suddenly he was moved to you know really transform his music in a specific direction uh, to to bring about awareness of things that were just going horribly awry. Uh, did you have a similar kind of awakening in your journey in music? Yeah, shout out to Brad. He's a good guy. Um, I didn't know about him until the last couple of years as well. Just like a lot of people didn't know about me and he didn't know about me. I didn't know about him. But um, yeah, I, I, I never was overtly political or I never really picked sides. Um, but mandates, medical mandates really kind of uh, was the, the you know, it, it, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. That was it. It was like I was done because... I've always been like very hippie-esque, you know what I mean? I also been very live and let live. You know, I don't I don't like to put labels on it. My wife always gets mad when I call myself a liberal or a libertarian or conservative yeah. or because right. I'm everything, man. I'm everything. And it's not like I flip-flop or switch, but I'm just a human, you know what I mean? And 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 mm-hmm. I'm genuinely uh, a grassroots type of guy and I felt that this is where, you know, my calling needed to take me, where God wanted me. And uh, when I saw um people being fired from them from from their jobs for not taking the jab and uh you know just people that were healthy i saw doctors a perfect example malone you know people who went to harvard that in any other day any other conversation would have be would be held at the highest of high regard Mm -hmm. and then it's like wow now they're quacks all of a sudden so you know i've always been weary of big pharma and um you know even when i was younger you know before the word big tech I was always against, you know, when they started implementing algorithms and I even have a flip phone. I don't have a smartphone. I use my wife's, uh, I use my wife's phone. So this is, this is my phone that I actually go around with all the time. Wow. And, uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against progressivism when it comes to tech or any of these things, but it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. I like to, I like to keep my energy to a, a minimum of a very, uh, high, strong, anxious dude, excited, really not like anxiety. Yeah. He's a very high energy guy. And, um, so I like to keep low energy things around me and vibrational things low around me and with um with the medical mandates man that just pushed me over that so yeah so the uh, ability though to do what might be considered rap hip-hop again i don't know the genres anymore they change and they they meld into it so i don't like to even pigeonhole that like we talk about political labels as well but how would you describe the kind of the, the musical genre that you operate in or are you extending beyond whatever the limitations someone might place on you 
Yeah, so I never I never cared when people would be like, yo, you're a rapper. No, I'm an artist. You know, I was never like one of these like weird Hollywood types where it's like, I'm an artist. <laughs> no, nah, I don't mind, man. I'm a rapper. I'm a, I make hip hop. And, um, you know, if I could sing on a hook, that's great, too. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a singer or I'm a pop artist. None of that. No. I'm a rapper. I'm an artist. And, um, you know, in recent times, especially now, I'm, I'm starting to get more into um, just kind of ranting and and doing more of not necessarily a podcast or talk show stuff, but I just I want I want my fans and my audience to know who I am more than just every month a new song mm-hmm. and like or a live stream. So I really want to get more personal, where it's like the things you're hearing in my raps, you're also going to kind of hear me just talk about in quick ten minute videos, eight minute videos, whatever, and dropping things like that weekly. So that's coming out soon. But yeah, as far as music goes, hip hop artist, rapper, and um, yeah, now I'm just gonna try to get more um, intimate with my audience, basically. Dude, and you know, the thing is, I'm a talker, but I don't know that I could talk that quickly to music and and know what I'm saying. I got to, you know, think it out and think it through. And yeah, I can say a lot in a short period of time, but again, it's a unique wiring of your brain to be able to take those ideas, thoughts, concepts, and words and bring them out in such a, a rapid way. But again, engaging, entertaining, and musical way. Uh, I just, you know, have great respect and know how difficult that must be. Thank you. Yeah, as, as a kid, um, I was the youngest of three uh, three brothers, two older brothers, and um, I was just always like I had to be the fastest. If I didn't want if I didn't want like to get beat up or get my food stolen or or whatever, I was just like mm-hmm. a, I was the youngest kid, and I was I was anxious as I grew up a little bit. Like I said, I always was had a lot of energy, and um, my favorite rappers also happen to be like you know I'm gonna say names that may or may not make sense, but Busta Rhymes and Twista and a lot of these guys that were rapping super duper quick at the time i had and, a feeling um, you were going to say that because yeah, <laughs> i think buster rhymes is probably one of the fastest rappers out there he's one of my favorites one of my favorites yeah. growing up was you buster rhymes and twist i even ended up doing songs with some of these guys um you know over the past few years and it's it's such an honor to be able to make songs with super hip-hop guys and yeah so just between the kind of uh excitedness i don't like to call it anxiousness i guess the excitedness yeah. as a child and um and just the 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 love for fast paced hip hop, it kind of was a it was a blessing for me being able to. But but I like what you pointed out, uh, Robert. As as far as as far as like now it has substance mm-hmm. because I used to just rap and it didn't make sense. It was like but it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So now I was able to kind of you know put into it um, you know some sort of substance and meaning. And but that but that took you know I've been making music fifteen years, so it took till till last year to be able to actually formulate substance and also spit it really fast dude it's profound because you know the message is and i say that in the, you know history of music in the 20th century you know a lot of it is politicized because it was a way to push back against some things that happened in the u.s government that we look right. back on in retrospect maybe hindsight seemed clearer than we saw then but they saw they said there's something wrong going on here and they utilized various forms of of, of music folk was the big big one at a certain point in terms of uh, protest type music and Yet, you know, what we've seen in the evolution of maybe rap and hip hop has also been a pushback against things that people feel are going wrong or are wrong. And so as an art form, it's, you know, it tends to even engage in a little bit of politicking, but I don't think that's necessarily wrong or bad. Whatever, you know, stimulates you to, you know, write music to to bring that kind of, and we talk about the artist, right? Not a pretentious way, but it is an art form. I acknowledge that as well. Just like poetry is, you put poetry to music becomes, you know, a song, so to speak. So for me to see this evolution is what you've described is pretty profound because I don't think that, you know, it's one thing to be able to rhyme songs and music or, or words that may not have much meaning, but then to take that into a, a message of upliftment, empowerment, and point out absurdity through humor, dude, just respect. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's uh, you you brought, you brought up a great point where um, when I first got into hip hop, I got into hip hop um, for these reasons that you kind of said, where it was like, if you go back and listen to some of my songs when I was 16 years old, I was always, um, you know, I, I was rapping about things that I didn't even understand, but I loved hip hop so much that I was always, you know, anti-big government. I was like anti-selling your soul, anti-Illuminati. I'm all these things that I didn't even know what it meant because I wasn't challenged with, yeah. you know, the idea of like, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of fans or success. So it's easy for someone to say, I'm not selling my soul or I'm against this movement or this corporate, blah, blah, blah. But I really stuck to that. And I really kind of, I got lost along the way, just like any person, you know, when I made music at 16, you get into your twenties, you get into, you know, relationships and friends and family and, you know, all these things play a role, obviously, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, God kind of always led the way for me. And, and I have a good support system around me that, you know, if I kind of got off track, I was always reminded of that 15, 16 year old kid who was anti-big government, anti-corporations, anti-big pharma, you know, anti-selling his soul, anti-major label. Like that's how I always mm -hmm. been before it was the cool thing to do. And then it basically kind of went on, it's very cyclical where, um, you know, like, like you said, it was very fight the power, fight the man. And yeah. then in like over the last decade where hip hop actually, it went from like the third or fourth biggest genre to the most lucrative genre in the world. So it's like people are listening to Latin hip hop and, you know, uh, African hip hop and Canadian. Hip and now there's so many hip hop artists around the world and it became the most lucrative business in the world, bigger than country, bigger than EDM. And that, yeah. those used to be the kind of the top dogs, uh, you know, over the last couple of decades and uh, country and EDM and pop and stuff like that. And hip hop now is the number one. And, you know, that comes with some bad things, as you can see now, where every hip hop artist is promoting, you know, uh, Pfizer and uh, Johnson & Johnson at the same the time. Man, they become the man. Exactly. At the same time, promoting McDonald's at the same. And I did that, like I said, not even knowing a while ago. I don't know how much you looked into me, but, you know, I was promoting fast food and I was promoting. Um, I actually worked with adult websites, not not in the in the nude sense, but musically. I was I was contributing music to these websites. And, um, you know, I worked with uh, almost I almost worked with some some uh, Asian car companies. And it's nothing against people working with these companies and getting their money. But I just learned that it was like, you know, I had to be true to my art form and myself and. You know, I, I never, I don't even work with companies who want to put um, ads in my videos if I don't agree with with the with the content or agree with the the product. You know what I mean? But people say, oh, well, I'll give you five, blah, 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 X amount, throw this in here. It's like, well, it has all these ingredients, this, this, and that. So I can't like happily push that on my audience. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm an idiot and I should have sold out and took some money. But well, then, uh, you know, we're both idiots because that's how we. <laughs> I was gonna say, I've, I've I've heard of this before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've been down the same path and we've turned down a lot of money over the years because it didn't fit our our principles, right? Right. And again, that's the respect. We had, we had a guy who was it? Uh, Super Don from England. He was originally from Jamaica. It was a Remise. 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 Yeah. Cool guy. Uh, you know. He has that uh, reggae background, but a little bit of hip hop and, and whatever. But he he has stood up and he's still standing up. He's in England uh, and he'll he'll go into the subways and, and, you know, talk about these issues wherever he is. And, you know, again, this is a, the, the musical artist that uh, I look back on the history of music and how it has played a role in transforming for the better as opposed to, you know, transforming for the uh, what we've seen the worst of rising hip hop from a, you know, a renegade kind of music to one that right. becomes now supporting and embracing, you know, the establishment power right. structure. Uh, and it's kind of sad to see some of these people that may have had the integrity and then they sold out. Not everybody does, but I like to spotlight and highlight the people that don't because it shows that not only is it possible to do it, but you can also succeed and do well doing that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, I, I like to pride myself and, 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 you know, maybe um uh, being biased here because I'm me and whatever, but I like to pride myself in kind of knowing what's cool and what's next and what's trendy. And, you know, even, even when it comes to like playing stocks, like I really look into like what's cool on Twitter, what's cool in hip hop, what's cool culturally, what are these video game kids talking about? And I noticed like, God willing, it, you know, if, if, if it keeps going in the direction I'm thinking, you know, we, we highlight, you know, um, we being the collective, we, you know, media, conservatives, um, Fox, you know, everybody, we kind of highlight the negative and toxicity, you know, that goes on in the world. And we don't often really highlight the good news and stuff like that, as you know, but just from knowing kind of like ear to the streets and knowing what's cool and what's next and what's hip and culturally, all these things, I have a strong feeling that the pendulum is swinging backward. I don't know what that's going to mean for um, major corporations or hip hop or, or, or labels. I don't know what that's going to mean in general, but I am noticing a big pushback when it comes to not just kind of the PC cancel culture world, but in general, just the right to, to say what you want in your art again. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing that, you know what I mean? And I didn't see it two years ago when I first started, you know, making this anti-mandate music. I, I went out on a leap and a bound hoping for the best. I lost a lot of brand deals and partnerships and opportunities and my ad revenue went down, even though my views went up, which is strange, mm -hmm. but that's just kind of how it works. And, uh, but I'm noticing that, um, hopefully over the next few years we we see that pendulum swinging back where you know we kind of acknowledge that we don't have to agree on things and you know crazy is crazy no matter what we used to agree what was crazy now crazy is normal and normal is crazy and mm -hmm. just for the sake of not agreeing with a trump or a conservative or a whatever it is you know what i mean so i'm hoping that through culture through entertainment through hip-hop we're yeah. going to be able to get back to a point of, of fighting this machine and making it cool again to go against major corporations. I hope so. That's my vision. Yeah. I see it being cooler already in the last two years. So I'm yeah. hoping we keep going that way. Yeah. I, I think we sometimes have to experience the extremes to finally realize, wow. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. We need to find some semblance of balance. And of course, uh, uh, drawing on my default setting, freedom, uh, is that right. I don't cancel people I disagree with. I mean, I, right. I'll engage with them. Uh, but I think that the cancel was something that was not part of Super Don and my upbringing of Gen X. You know, yeah. our generation was like, you know, we weren't bothered by people we disagree with. They were our best friends. It's like right. it wasn't a big deal. Now, of course, it's the the cancel culture that has permeated a lot of, of music, unfortunately, in the highest levels of entertainment. So if you guys want to learn more about high res, we have a link uh, in the show notes. It's called onlyforthefans.com. Onlyforthefans.com is the website. And you can read about his backstory as well. We're getting a lot more of his backstory here talking with him, which is great. I'm enjoying it a lot. Thank and uh, we also have linked up, uh, I believe you have a YouTube channel. Good for you. We've been banned on YouTube. <laughs> I'm glad you're good for you. Up. Good for you, yeah. man. I don't know about good We're for in me. good company. We're yeah. in good company. Yeah. You're definitely yeah. a good company. And, and I, I think I've uh, teetered on those lines lately. And uh, I, I keep pushing the boundaries more and more. The more people I get in my videos that are banned. Mm. And I'm trying to kind of give people a voice that are banned to yeah. be able to come into my my world. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how much that's paid off. Hopefully in the long run, it pays off with God. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you ever need a Neil Diamond rapper, that'd be me. Uh, All right. Out in that regard. I love Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah. Mm. High Res TV is the name of the, the, the YouTube channel, and we've got it linked up as well if you guys want to check it out. Also, uh, Super Don, you said you have a couple of clips we can show if people aren't familiar with what High Res yeah, is. Yeah, you don't mind if we play a couple clips, do you? Please, please go for it. All right. So I'm just going to be uh, selfish here, and I'm yeah. going to play the first clip is is the one that I think. I think I've listened to this a hundred times. I, I just, yeah. 
I, I'm a big fan. I, I am a big fan of rap, even though we don't talk about it, because we grew up. Robert and I, we grew up back in the '80s. That was the birth of hip hop, right? And so, uh, you know, I've I've listened to it over the years, and I, I I raised five kids, so I got to hear all the you know the stuff that was going on and stuff. But this one here really got my attention, not only because the rap is great mm-hmm. and the style is great, Thank but you. the video is awesome. And I don't know. Thank we'll you. have to talk about this uh, right. after we play this clip on how you got this group of people together. But this one here is a great one, and this is a short clip of one called two plus two equals five. Science and math are racist, history lets erase it, indoctrinate a whole generation, you can't escape it. It's bigger than American politics, you're an accomplice. White people racist and bigots and you're a colonist. If you want freedom, we'll encourage to do the opposite. It's toxic masculinity, if a man is too confident. Excuse me, what's a woman? Well, I am not a biologist. Common sense is really not coming when you're a communist. Parents that care about their kids, let's call them terrorists. It's cool to be a feminist and an environmentalist. And if you love the country, that makes you a white supremacist. Don't even try defending it, cause what you say is irrelevant. Put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two, we will find you a racist if you don't think that adds up. Dude, dude first question I got asked, Hi Res, did your wife have anything to say about your costume in that video? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a great question. Yeah. So um when when I was kind of dressing up in that role, because um, yeah. I wanted to put it on right away, not as eager as I was. We didn't know the order that we were shooting in. So yeah. I kind of was ready to put it on. And then I realized I'm also directing the video. So I can't direct it with breasts on and all these things and, and, and <laughs> wig and stuff like that. So my wife reminded me that, you know, the order that that's, that's not just, I don't know about all wives. My wife is incredible at reminding me of what's important and what's not. So that's what wives are good for. And uh, more than that, but yeah. that's one of the things they're good. Well, we're get in trouble. Husbands here, I acknowledge what you're saying. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So basically to answer your question, yes, she was very eager for me to take off the prosthetic breasts and the, uh, and the wig and all these things. And, um, you know, I was obviously having fun as, you know, poking and doing what any husband does. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was really fun for fun for me as far as to see the reaction. Um, I don't know about it. It's fun for her, but yeah, that was, that was a great video. And that was a fun time. Super so how in the world did you get this group of people together for this video? Because, I mean, it's like uh, an all-star cast there. You can see in there. I mean, that's amazing, folks. So uh, I just over the last few years at a lot of these Defeat the Mandates rallies, we did a couple of those, and uh, I just I just did a few other um, events as well. And I would just run into people. I would run into you know, a lot of the familiar names and faces that you guys you know either knew or know now. Mm-hmm. And... I just, you know, hit it off with some people and some people hit it off with me and we became super friendly. JP is one of those people. Dr. Malone's one of those people. And um, it's never, there's never business involved. It's never like, what could you do for me now that I did something for you? And it's always just genuine. You know what I mean? JP and and, and, uh, Robert Malone specifically. I mean, everyone else is great too. Those are just the standout ones to me that I got really close with over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I remember actually um, seeing JP's work forever for years. And I just couldn't believe, I remember one day I was like, I'm going to get him in a video. I'm going to do it. This is before I even knew him, before I did any of this stuff. So, you know, when I, when I kind of say something, I speak it into existence. I want to make it happen. And uh, we actually flew to Austin for that one, just because we really wanted to be near JP and JP's, uh, you know, uh, make it convenient for him to come out. And um, Malone, Malone's like an uncle to me. Malone's like a mentor to me now. And me and my wife specifically, like him and his wife are high school sweethearts and they're all about their relationship and they're just genuine kind of a, these, these cute, amazing couple people, you know what I mean? And uh, we just became hella friendly with them. And yeah, so all the other people as well, I became friendly with. And that's the new goal is to bring people from um, different movements. I used to be cool with rappers and all this stuff. And it was like, you know, there was always ego and they'd be like, what could, like I said, what could you do for me now? Now that I did it for you and you know, you owe me this favor. 
So it's like with with doctors and scientists and comedians, it's like just it's like such a walk in the park, man. It's such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and if you ever wondered whether Robert Malone had a sense of humor, this this proved that he can he can do the thing. Because JP Sears, he's a great comedian. But what it, it just struck me because I, you know, all the interviews I'd seen with Robert Malone, it was very like serious this. about the mRNA vaccine yeah. and da 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 da. And here he is walking into school with a backpack. You know, I mean, it's just you have to watch the whole video to see, but it's it's really uh, yeah. I, w- I wanted to uh, I wanted to, you know, Robert does a Substack. Him and his wife they do a great Substack, and mm-hmm. I wanted him to not only reach you know a younger audience, but just a hip hop and my fans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted that too. On top of that, I, but like I said, it wasn't for any reason that he came out. It's just because you know he likes me. I like him. But um, I really wanted it to be a very meme-esque video. You know, I wanted people to be like, what did I just watch? Like, did Robert Lone just say, it's lit, no cap? That's no even ca- younger actually, than me. I actually so, had to Google no cap to figure out what that even meant because I was like, so what? I had no idea. So that's even like I'm almost 30. <laughs> so like the what like how, how far technology has moved is mm-hmm. why like I'm considered a boomer now to someone who's 25. I'm like, yo, I'm five <laughs> years older than you. I'm four years older than you. But mm-hmm. it's like technology has moved so much and culture mm-hmm. has shifted so much for the worse, in my opinion, that it's like, it used to be like at least two decades apart for you to be like, look at that old guy who's just so out of touch. And now it's like, dude, like I'm two years older than you. How are you going to call me old or weird right. or out of touch? But that's my point is uh, the, the word no cap. Like I just started hearing these words. It's lit. No, don't get me wrong. We all had words, dope and whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Like well, I had a- what, what is the word? Define it for everybody listening. The no so cap. No cap is like no capacity. There's no capacity to how lit it is. <laughs> So I wanted Malone to come in and basically say something that would like instantly spark very young kids' minds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, what I'm doing is psycho. Like, like it's been a psyop for the last 15, sure. forever, for decades. You know what I mean? We've had all these. This has been way longer than the last 10 years. But um, I've realized with hip hop being the number one thing, how much of a psyop it's been when it comes to drugs being cool and even abortion being brave and uh you know all these things are so cool and hip because cardi b told me it was and this other rapper told me it was cool and that's where i always kind of had the problem was never with the app like the sin itself like like or the sinner like but mostly celebrating these sins do you know what i mean i always was like kind of staying out of it it was like i never really proselytizing and like you know putting people down and throwing glass stones in a house you know what i mean um, throwing out stones in a glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. But um, yeah, it really, it really just once I started seeing the culture celebrate these mm-hmm. strange, these strange things, that's when I really took me, took me back. When I was like, whoa, like I used to just kind of stay out of it, and it was like we, I thought like most people agreed, but then it just got crazy. Now you speaking of age, and and I know we got another clip Super Don will play for us. Um, you were born right into the worst time in terms of uh, vaccine assault on children. You know, after yeah. the 1986 act uh, that right. basically eliminated uh, any liability for vaccine manufacturers, suddenly the, the, the schedule exploded. And so kids right. born in the late 80s, early 90s got hammered by shots. I and definitely that's we saw the explosion in autism uh, and yeah. all kinds of uh, chronic diseases now we find from, you know, yeah. other doctors that have done the studies on this. Uh, I, I learned about it before then. Uh, and so my kids have never been jabbed. They're 23 and, and, and almost 18. It's amazing. And, and so they haven't been chronically ill like I was and, and their mother, my wife was. Yep. Uh, so we didn't have to undo a lot of damage. So the question is, what was your journey through that? You know, with your upbringing coming out of New York, I was out of New York and then to Florida and then ended up in Georgia for many years. But how did you survive those years? Uh, so I grew up in a house where the TV was right. Um, 
at least the left side of the TV was right, which makes it almost worse. Mm-hmm. So the le- the CNN was right, Fox was wrong, you know, Bush was wrong, Obama was right, Clinton was right. Just somehow it always was right one side, which to me already kind of being someone who questioned authority, you know what I mean, for a, for a, for a long time, I, I mm-hmm. instantly was like, okay, that's a little strange that it's like, you know, you're picking sides and stuff like that as a young kid. And um, yeah, my mom was also a nurse. I love my mom to death for the record. You know, this is not, uh, you know, <laughs> I try, to, try my best to honor my mother and father. Sure. And, um, but yeah, I, I got every single job you could think of that you just named, you know, as soon as it was signed into effect and if it was needed or necessary, I had it all the way up to even when I was 18 and they started um, giving uh, men the uh, Gardasil shot, wow. and I got that one. So, oh and 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 after that, especially, I didn't even put two and two together until the last few years, where people started kind of connecting the dots with each other. And don't get me wrong, you'll have a lot of people that are like, "I think I'm sick." I'm not. You have hypochondriacs no matter what. But I know before there was a word for any of this stuff that um out of nowhere, I'm in my early 20s, late teens now, 18, 19, 20, 21. I got shingles out of nowhere. Um, I started getting ulcers. Um, I said all these things. I had chronic stomach issues for many, many years. And I was like, wait a minute, like now only in recent times, I just assumed I was like, you know, I thought I was just like the, like the, the runt of the litter where I was like the last kid, my mom was older. And I thought I was just like, I don't know. I thought I was like deficient or something. You know what I mean? But then I got all these these jabs, and then now that I look back, I'm like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a very strange situation. I'm not I'm not um, against my journey because thank God, you know, everything that everything that I went through made me who I am. Yeah. And um, now I have these stories to talk about, and thank God I'm able bodied. You know, some of these situations that you've seen are absolutely yeah. terrible. You so- know, so. So you survived in a, a somewhat functional way. Let me say it, that mild statement. But uh, have you engaged in any holistic practices to undo some of the things you might consider contributed to the things that are not optimal health for you? So as far as um, a deep dive, no, which, you know, we could talk and I'd love to talk to whoever. And I'm always at a lot of these events, you know, just trying to just, you know, just observing. But yeah. other than that is like um constantly hydrating. I'm in the gym now. My life's just better. I eat a lot better. I eat more holistically. I eat a lot of whole foods. Um, I definitely don't eat out, eat fast food, none of that stuff how I used to. So I genuinely put my money where my mouth is, at least on that first kind of layer. Like I'm peeling back that first layer where, you know, I drink, I drink waters and I work out every day and I eat healthy. So it's like, but yeah, as far as undoing things, that's a whole nother beast that I would, I I have to tackle that I for sure. We can talk about that some other time, maybe off the air at an event we're together at. Uh, that's yeah. I'm happy to help out if there's anything I can do to help. Um, and I appreciate your candor and let me know what your journey was like in that regard, yeah. too. Uh, Super Don, we have another clip. We want to just set this up of High Res uh, video with its music. Well, and I'll let High Res, High Res set it up, but just the, 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 the background for us on this, we had, we had you scheduled to be on the show a couple weeks ago. And I guess, from what I understand, the yeah, uh, the filming this. ended up going longer than what you expected. So we ended yeah. up, and this because I'd, I'd seen a, a, a announcement on your social media about that you were filming uh, for today. So what's what's the story behind this? This uh, what's the truth? Yeah. So um, that one, the, so the last one, the two plus two goes five, was pretty obvious, right? It's like indoctrination of children and just kind of letting um, you know the general education board kind of take take the reins when it comes to parenting children and parents just kind of taking a back seat. And the new one, Tubas, uh, what's the truth? It's more of a kind of WEF 
WH. It's just like these one of these meetings where it's like you know rules for rules for thee, not for me. And uh, that's what I kind of wanted to uh, approach this video with, where it's like you know you're all peasants, and I was actually coming from the place of these global elite type people. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing more in my music videos is like uh, kind of playing a character and playing a role instead of just, it's been more fun. It's been pretty cool. So that's what it's about. It's basically like a, a WEF Davos meeting, but we obviously couldn't afford all that stuff that a WEF Davos <laughs> meeting would have. So you were able to afford some great prosthetics though in this video. That was so crazy. Check this out. Surprise, we own the signs. You know we control supply. So that if you don't comply, you might starve or go cold tonight. Keep them shut, don't open eyes. Politicians of the closest ties make everything overpriced. Made the whole world go inside. Own the news and media. Believe what we're feeding you. And if you do not, then every hour we repeat it, bruh. Disarm and depopulate. We choose who you nominate. We pretend to tolerate, and that's just how we operate. Use these dumb celebrities to push all our agendas please who you think came up with the idea of human centipede make you sick then charge you for the cure that we have readily let's separate them medically but to us they're all peasants truth it doesn't matter because we brainwashing the youth poison the water and the sky and all your food rules for thee and not for me we are immune we make the rules so tell me what's the wow so I picked out Anthony Fauci there. Yeah. The bald guy. Was that uh, was that Klaus Schwab? Yeah. I mean, if you watch the beginning of the video, thought, it's yeah. not based on anybody. And okay. uh, it's not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That was just my interpretation. Yeah, but. Sure. yeah, yeah. it's a good interpretation, though. I could see yeah. how you could see that. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. Awesome, dude. And that's the kind of stuff, uh, you know, that sometimes when you use the creative arts, you can bypass the censors. Right. Uh, and we talk directly on these issues. That's you know why we got banned on so many right. um, platforms. But the arts are a way to reach through the censors. Totally. That's um, JP was a big, a big uh, motivation for me, especially just as a fan. But I noticed that, like you just said, you can't be as direct with it. So he would be sarcastic and he would be the opposite. And he would tell you exactly what, um, you know, these propaganda machines want to hear mm. but it's so overtly obvious if you have a half a brain that yeah. he's being sarcastic you know obviously you'll upset some people that the humor goes over their head and they're like just total you know uh dimwits but mm. it's like but most people that are pretty uh you know with it they'll acknowledge that you know okay wow this is pretty funny it's a cool way to do it so that was a big eye-opener for me where i was like how can i put out this music in a way, so so basically, I'm playing the role, right? The first one, I was playing a crazy teacher, and the next one, I'm playing these kind of global elites, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so that's kind of where I've been on for at least these last couple of records, and maybe the next one or two before we kind of start revisiting, you know, uh, concepts and stuff like that. So far, the censorship algorithms can't pick up sarcasm and parody yeah. as well, you know. Although I, I've seen I've seen things where uh, the fact checkers would say. Like it's mostly covering for like a Biden or, or just when somebody says something crazy that like they shouldn't have and they're like, they're so invested in this person for their propaganda. I've actually seen fact checks say something like he meant this. Yeah. He meant that. I'm like, are you fact checking interpretation? And it's like, <laughs> that's crazy that it's like, you know, you could post something and it's like your audience might interpret it this way. So we're mm -hmm. going to check fact check. There's actually no fact to check. We're just going to check your opinion on this. It's crazy. It is crazy, dude. So tell me if you can, uh, do you have upcoming events, a calendar on your website, or you can tell us some things that you'll be at. Maybe I'll be at one of your events, get to connect again. 
Yeah. So as far as right now, um, we're focused on getting back. So I haven't toured musically in years. Like I was doing like, thank God, I'm not even mad at what, where, where God put me, but I started, like I said, meeting scientists and doctors and comedians and, you know, lawyers and influencers and moms and dads and all these things. So there's no plans for any sort of meetups like that, but um, I'm, I'm getting back out to Europe in July, which I used to have a, you know, before COVID, I had a bunch of sold out shows in, in Europe, Germany specifically. Wow. And uh, so I'm hoping to get back out there. And it's, it's actually like, uh, I'm very curious if I gained more support, lost more, I really don't know. You know, I think that there's a big freedom loving kind mm. of movement that's even crazier out, you know, abroad. So I'm really hoping for that mm. as well. And um, yeah, we're going to start touring the US again, hopefully, and, and everything's on, on the website. But I'm just doing a few days, getting my feet wet again, since it's been a few years since I've been on that horse, you know, as far as as far as performing goes. And uh, I have a new song coming out in probably another month and a half, maybe, maybe another big video, another song. Hope maybe okay. we'll involve some people. I'm not really sure. Yeah. And then an album drops as well in June. So we have a lot of stuff coming up. Any uh, uh, health freedom events like some of the ones like I met you at one? Yeah, so nothing planned, but I, we always, I don't know if it's like all of them are last minute and stuff, or just like, they're like, oh, we, we need some entertainment too, or yeah, yeah. we need like, you know, like my wife reminded me the other day, like we're not dealing with, uh, and for a good reason, we're not dealing with, you know, corporate people no, or like, like you know, yeah. yeah, like people that, you know, put together events their whole lives. So mm -hmm. we're dealing with moms and dads and doctors. And like, these aren't people that are like, no, you know what I mean? It's, it's not their mm -hmm. first job to book a venue and do these right. things. So uh, respectfully, I understand why people hit me up last minute to do things and, um, you know, things aren't intact with their own budgets and balance, you know, people just want to get together and, 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 you know, spread the, the gospel. Yeah. I don't know for lack of a better word. And, and it's been amazing. Like to see someone like Brad, you know, five times August come at these little events and so passionate about the belief system that he brings into right. his music with what's happened and embraces again a whole different kind of audience that didn't know about them before like they didn't know about you before and right. you've gained so many more fans and friends in fact right. uh that you know are people of faith people with missions right Absolutely. very passionate about the, what they're doing it's a it's a different kind of world suddenly you opened up into because of this yeah i totally um lost followers and gained fans right and gained like supporters for life because before this, I was doing a lot of gimmicky prank stuff, which once again, I'll never regret my journey. Mm -hmm. But there was just things along the way that were very, for now, for the moment, it was never really building brick by brick, uh, you mm -hmm. know, this solid foundation. I have a, a core audience that's been with me since I'm a kid till now that has always stuck with me no matter what. But um, I would say the last few years is like the most definitive and, and kind of just defined I've been as, you know, a mature adult husband, you know, man, rapper, artist. So it's like, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable being here and yeah. um, in a very uncomfortable place, you know, if you will. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited to, um, I wish just like a lot of people, I wish we could all just go back to sleep and pretend none of this is real, but um, I really don't, man, because yeah. it's a, it's a godly time. It's, it's yeah. a, Extremely biblical time. It's a it's a great. Everyone's waking up to a lot of things. You know, you might see that this person's asleep to that. This person's super uh, blue pilled and annoying. Blah 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 blah. Mm. But ultimately, man, it's it's a great awakening right now. It is. It is only for the fans.com. You want to check out Irez and his music. We got it linked up as well to the YouTube channel. Hopefully, he can maintain it and grow it. If not, we'll be here to support you, my brother. I really appreciate what you're doing. It was a lot of fun getting to know you even better today on the show Thank and. You. Giving people a bit uh, of an opportunity to, to find your backstory. 
and what, what what's driving you now and just very excited for the next song now i mean with what you're doing it's very genuinely you've you've, you've, you've gained a fan and a friend in me thank you i appreciate that and uh god bless you your family everybody all right that's high res here on the robert scott bell show thank you high res for being on board today and hopefully you gain a lot more support and uh fans uh from this appearance as well super d very cool uh, a lot of fun to have that uh, that guy on and and uh, that's some oh, talent yeah. that he can do yeah. yeah yeah he's got some good stuff so i'm subscribed to his youtube channel and cool you can follow him on twitter and instagram and all that stuff so yeah well dude, if, if i were a rock store i'd be on tour i'd still actually i am on tour and i remember the uh steve feld <laughs> did a rock star kind of a tour t-shirt one year for us uh there's a lot more events coming up while we can still travel uh take advantage of it and i hope to see you out at some of these events so i'm going to go through those upcoming events real quick here if you don't mind and then we've got a story about bobby kennedy running for the presidency uh, as a democrat uh we have the uh, premier gathering for utah's uh natural health a uh, big natural health conference be healthy utah.com april 21st and 22nd that's coming up not this weekend but next for those listening or watching live a friday saturday event mountain america expo center super d how do we give away the tickets i i, I gotta figure that out do you know we've done it before but I, um, I want to make yeah. sure that we have an all right well i'm trying to remember how we did i think we what we did was we had we had people either eat was it email or call in i can't remember i guess either way but uh, however yeah. i mean we have a limited number to give away first come first serve right. and i would say if you are going to definitely be at the utah event uh be healthy utah.com april 21 22 uh then email superdon askrsb at gmail.com and put something that he'll notice or call us and leave a message in in, in the subject line if you yeah. want to get a free ticket then just say just put in there free ticket that yeah. way i know i'm looking at it's at uh, something about that so and here here's the schedule i don't know if super d if you grabbed this i think i sent it earlier but here's the uh, actual link that shows the schedule uh and i'll be speaking on friday afternoon uh, at 3.15 p.m., and I'll be there broadcasting live. So I'm right right after the show on that Friday. Uh, I'll be running over to lecture, and I hope that you guys can join me for my live broadcast and lecture on that Friday afternoon. And then Saturday, I'll be there all day. Looks like John Hewlett will be there. Stan Graham will be there. Bradley Nelson, who we featured, amazing folks. My good buddy, Neil Schultz, homeopath and naturopath, uh, there Saturday to, pre uh, to present and uh, chiropractic buddy, Dr. Jerry Duggar, Duggar is there. Um, it's a great Daryl Bosshart. I've known for many years. He's going to be there. Jordan Gunderson and Cassidy Gunderson. And there's a Jared St. Clair and he's terrific as well. There's, there's a, a lot of good people. Are a lot be of there. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if you guys would consider joining us at that event, that would be great. And that's just one of many coming up. We also have, uh, let me see here, uh, after that, the, the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo with Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. Of course, the Nurse Freedom Network, Kimberly Overton, going to be there uh, doing amazing, amazing things. Susie Olson-Corgan, our good friend. Uh, Judy Mikovits will be there. Uh, Dr. David Brownstein, uh, James Thorpe. Many people we've interviewed and many more that I haven't yet, but I'll be broadcasting live from that. I'll be emceeing it. And there are limited number of tickets available as well, but you can join us. Uh, send a, a if you got a question to DRS Doctors Warner at protonmail.com for uh, uh, Doctors uh, Terry and Stu Warner to learn about that. Then we got the Advanced Medicine Conference, the fifth annual one, and this will be in St. Louis, Missouri, 
Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, Saturday the 27th through Monday the 29th of May. Then We the Patriots USA, got to confirm this, but I at the very least want you to be there. Boise, Idaho, January, I'm sorry, June, it's a J word, June 2nd and 3rd, uh, 2023 in Boise, Idaho. Looking to be there. Then after that, July 14th through 16th, the RSB Family Union at the Goody Farms Homestead, organic, gluten-free pie, and fun. Well, that is fun. Uh, food, family, music. If you want to bring music, uh, education, we're going to all have a great, great weekend there. And then the Las Vegas Biomed Expo, September 14th and 7th through 17th, Las Vegas. And then Health Freedom Expo. It's up. It's happening. It's the 15th, 14th and 15th of October this year. And right before it, of course, the 13th and 14th, I'm sorry, the 12th and 13th, uh, which is a Thursday, Friday, will be the uh, Trinity Live event right there at the Chicagoland area, outside of Chicago, far enough, we'll be good. We'll add more as we become aware of other events because there may be more popping up. And there's online events. So you can support us by clicking those links in. Of course, saying thanks to those who support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty directly by becoming a patron supporter, indirectly by supporting, clicking on those things that are there on the website at robertscottbell.com. Uh, including Nutritional Frontiers, using the code RSB15 to get 15% off all of their amazing products, including the thing I'm using every day, which is their NRDMG, the lozenge that I travel. You cannot help but be exposed to things like glyphosate, even if you're organic and clean like I am. And I've used that as a countering agent, and it's been a wonderful adjunct to everything that I do, and a lot more than that. So, Super D, hey, thanks for letting us run through that. As we're wrapping up today's show, I wanted to get to an article by my good buddy, John Rappaport who since he set up his Substack has been cranking it, man. He's so amazing. And his latest article, we have linked in the show notes, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president. How many crime bosses could he topple? How many liberals could he resuscitate? And it, it's, you know, right out of my own heart and mind here. I, and, and John Rappaport is absolutely brilliant. We have a lot in common, although he's been at it for a lot longer than me. And he's amazing. Uh, he, you know, brings up the RFK Jr. intent to run for president as a Democrat. And, you know, how does he feel about it? Very similar to me. He's got a name, obviously. He's got recognition. He's visible. And it's very difficult for them to completely shut him down running for president, which means the ideas that he represents, the what he believes in, it's going to be hard to pretend he's not there or not in the room. Although, you know, when you ask, the, you know, the Democrats of what are they going to do, you know, how are they going to stop him uh, from from being on the stage. I mean, they, they, they basically would say something along the lines of, you know, how, to, how, how do we, you know, suffocate the oxygen out of the message, which basically means they would like him to not be around. They don't want him on the stage. Again, lifelong Democrat, believing in a lot of the, the principles, I think, of his uncle. Um, you know, we talk about John F. Kennedy, JFK, the president who was assassinated, and his dad, of course, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, who was assassinated as well. Uh, he's done, if you see the work, if you doubt Kennedy's sincerity, look at the work of Children's Health Defense. Look at the Defender. I mean, we utilize a lot of their articles, a lot of their opinion pieces on this show because they are spot on and we don't claim to be Democrats or lovers of Democrats. We don't claim to be Republicans either on this. I don't, and Super Don doesn't, but we, we tend to say, you know, what is our default setting, my default setting? Freedom. And if you cross that line, then you've gone too far. But as, as Rappaport points out here, he says, I want Democrats to remember that they once knew the FDA was corrupt to the core. Uh, they knew giants like Pfizer were mega corporate liars and criminals. They knew Monsanto's GMOs were a major crime. 
again, this talking is John Rappaport talking about Democrats. You know, the Democrats we grew up with, they knew the federal government and huge corporations were colluding day and night. They knew U.S. involvement in foreign wars was a con and a crime and a money pot for the defense industry. They knew the Chinese model of government was a tyranny, not a wonderful way to stem the tide of a pandemic. They even knew freedom of speech was a right and a necessity. They weren't grotesque germaphobes. They weren't Stalinesque riot mobs canceling everything that moves except themselves. So he's encouraging Bobby, kick some serious ass, he says. Stir some crazed loons memories of a time when they were better. And, uh, you know, as I said, it doesn't mean we're all in on everything Democrats do any more than we're all in on everything Republicans do. But look at the integrity of a single man or woman and what they stand for and believe in in their track record. If you engage in, in voting, you know, and, and, and John Rappaport's been one of those guys like uh, George Carlin in some ways, you know, is, is talking about the club that we ain't in. And how, you know, voting, if, if it could change anything, they would have outlawed it. So he doesn't encourage you to vote or not vote, as I do. I say, like, follow your bliss. If you believe in it, I mean, I, do I want to see uh, Jonathan E. Moore become the United States Senator from Virginia to displace Tim Kaine? Absolutely. I think we would all be benefited by that. It doesn't mean that, that the whole tide of events in, in history has changed necessarily. But by participating and engaging in some way, in some way, whatever way that is for you, you're not participating in the we are doomed theology. And there are plenty of our friends, Super Don, that are in the we are doomed theology, if you will. But there's nothing you can do. And I, I don't perceive it that way. I don't believe it to be that way. I just know that there are a million ways to go about life, to co-create a better life, to out-create the doomed philosophies and theologies out there that they seem to have the upper hand on everything. And we talk about central bank digital currency and all of that stuff. And I just don't want to participate in that, even though I acknowledge the sense, the feeling, the gravity, the weight of all that's <laughs> happening. Game over, we're man. Game doomed. over. We're doomed. I just can't, I can't play that game, even though I can acknowledge the seriousness of this. I'm not dismissing all the seriousness stuff, but that's just not where we focus. And, and, and yes, I focus on things that involve longevity and survivability and adaptability and growing food. It's not like we don't pay attention to the crises, if you will, the criticality of what's going on here. That's kind of a nirvana place to, to end up, right? Where you can acknowledge the fact that, yeah, we're doomed <laughs> and have a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, look, I, I don't have any delusions of grandeur when it says, you know, when I say, oh, uh, I'm going to tra change this world for the better. My, me personally, this is not an ego thing for me. This is about, you know, individuals we encounter in our lives to, you know, want to help uplift them, make their lives better. And maybe our, our lives become better in the course of doing so as well. And that's a nice benefit, but it's not even the reason to do it. And, uh, you know, that Bobby Kennedy's running for president. This will be fun. Yeah. This will be fun. No, I'm looking forward to it. The Democrats have a disruptor in their midst that has integrity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I'm encouraged. I, I, I support the guy, and I'd love to get Bobby Kennedy on the show again, talk about his run, yep. and uh, let everybody know. So, all right, break time. Break time. Break it down, my friend. You can do a rap on the way out, or that's a high. Uh, let's see. What does he say? Best line, probably, in that thing. Co uh, common sense isn't common when you're a communist. <laughs> yeah, that, I love that. That and common sense isn't common when you're a communist. Yeah, and, and there's a bonus round coming up next, and maybe we'll come up with some more, and the power to heal is yours. What happened there?
That was all you, buddy. It was me. I didn't even know you were gone until I heard the sound. All right. Did did we go through that whole one minute thing? Because I was I was lost on that. Yeah, we did. Okay, good. All right. So something was weird. It was going on in my end. Still, that's strange. But uh, here at least we are. It waited, at least it waited till then. Right? Yeah, that was nice of it. So, uh, well, another fine show you've gotten me into. And thanks, Kevin uh, Tuttle, for hooking us up with high res today. That was great. Indeed, yeah. And our Trinity family rocking the health world for all the all the good. And uh, it's it's going well, really well. That was fun. It was. So uh, we got a busy week. Friday, I'll tell you, uh, uh, it's a travel day, but I've already put at least one hour in the can. That's what they used to say. Uh, that is uh, going to go out to the world. Uh, my friend uh, Shai Danone from Israel, kind of an underground guy, but willing to speak out on the ground. That's why I say, Super D, you know, our reliance on mainstream media to validate everything is, is mm -hmm. kind of a misplaced trust. Getting the word on the street is not overrated. And I know there's a lot of fake stuff going on everywhere, but I'm more inclined to say this guy is on the street there witnessing what's happening and talking about what's happening at the ground level. I'm more inclined to say that I'm going to give that a lot more deference, so to speak, than, you know, pronouncements from the mainstream media, especially when it comes to Middle East politics, Israel, uh, you know, uh, conflicts that are there. And so we're going to talk about a lot of that. Cool. And, uh, it'll be controversial, but I think you'll get the heart of it. It's an important discussion to have for Friday. And I haven't, have we heard back from uh, Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center yet? Well, we will know tomorrow. Okay. Whether we will be able to get him on this week. Okay. Hopefully so. so. He, will, he will let me know. And then I have the memorial service to officiate uh, for our dear Ruth Quinto, the, the wife of uh, Stephen Quinto, who passed away earlier uh, last year in 2022. And she, uh, she passed away a, a month or so, or maybe almost a couple of months ago. And uh, we're going to do a memorial service for her in Sarasota this weekend. And I'm going to head over there to, to be with the family for that. And acknowledge, again, the great work that the, the boys, the family is doing to continue the, the legacy of uh, their parents in the establishment of natural immunogenics and the sovereign silver, the sovereign copper, the bioactive uh, uh, copper hydrosol, as well as the Argentin 23 for doctors and the gels and other things that they're developing. Uh, so thank you for that. And you can also get those things uh, um, various ways, but I, I want to give a shout out to Jonathan from choosetobehealthy.com. A lot of our 100% whole food supplements that we get are from him. And you can use the code RSB5 to get a discount. And uh, all of the things, in fact, if you're not sure, all the things that we use or endorse or both, in fact, on the website at robertscottbell.com, top of the page, there's a more tab. Or if you're on your phone, it'll be like three lines you got to click, you know, because it doesn't have enough room and it'll open up all the options and their advertiser discount codes. So those sponsors like energy bits where you can get 20% off and man, my wife is rocking those energy bits. Those are amazing. The chlorella and um, the uh, spirulina the compressed little tablets and they're super potent. And the energy my wife's got just from taking hardly any, I mean, I'm like amazed. Uh, so uh, check the energy bits.com discount code RSB 20 Folium products, foliumpx.com. As I mentioned, my mom doing great on the folium and even more recently uh, called me and she's like, I slept in today. I'm like, you did? Yeah, I slept really well. And she's doing the folium PX uh, relax, this one. You know, there's a three-pronged approach. And so the relax is helping her to sleep deeper and regenerate more, which is great. RSB10 discount code. Um, again, there are various ways to get a hold of all the things. The discount code for Cardio Miracle, RSB. I won the challenge of the week again last year. No, last week. Last week, yeah. How long? <laughs> and last been? year. And last year, a bunch of times. Uh, but thanks to Cardio Miracle, cranking it up. 
Uh, let's see, Silver Right Global, we got the pillows, we got Nutritional Frontiers, RSB 15, Choose to be Healthy, RSB 5. Uh, so there's all kinds of options for you to plug in to get good stuff. Uh, we still have the uh, Q streaming that we're looking to be on TV soon. Um, and there's a, a great deal there. that You can check out the banners there. Uh, if you want to collect uh, commemorative silver rounds, Health Freedom Silver Rounds, those are still available. Great collectibles, limited run. And uh, still waiting on the confirmation. I think it's going to be in Iowa, I heard, the Red Pill Expo. I don't know if we can get an update on that for when and where. Uh, but definitely want to add that to the calendar when they have a confirmation. Red Pill Expo. Yeah, it's been a journey to figure out when and where that's going to be. Let me see if they've updated anything. That's interesting. What's that? You would think it would just come up with their website, but there's a whole bunch of other websites that are coming up. That's a popular term, Red Pill. It apparently, well, Red Pill Expo. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll see what I can find out. Um, okay, so coming up tomorrow, Dr. John Witcher in hour one. Yes, running for governor of Mississippi, and he's a physician, integrative physician, nice man. I met him at the, I think it was the Orlando event with the Warners, and he'll be back at that one at the end of the month in Nashville, and that'll be a fascinating discussion. We'll look forward to that. We should have Ty Bollinger tomorrow. As of, as of last week, he said, I'll be on next week, So okay. unless something has changed. That's slacker. He has been busy, kid birthdays, all kinds of fun stuff. We know where we rate. But it'll be fun, always as it is when we have uh, Ty with us for our Outside the Box Wednesdays. And then mm -hmm. Thursday, we should have Jonathan E. Mord in uh, hour one, as usual. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. How about Dr. Shane and Liz Watt in hour two? Oh, yeah, we got to preview the uh, the Be Healthy Utah event with them. Yep. So that's fantastic. And then travel day on Friday. And also, mm -hmm. you may not have seen this yet, but I just got an email from someone that I have not heard from in a very long time. That would be our friend Ginger Taylor. Oh, Ginger, what's she up to? Apparently, they've just launched a new project. It's mm -hmm. called How Do Vaccines Cause Autism.org. Oh, wow. And she said, you know, let me know if you guys might want to, you know, interview of course we do we've been we've we would have had ginger taylor on many times over the last while mm -hmm. uh but she took a break yeah and so we haven't had her on in in a long time so we're going to see if we can get her on to talk about this new project oh that'd be great yeah I love ginger awesome and what else we've got an interview that will be coming up sometime here soon for people that are uh, practitioners health uh professionals Mm -hmm. that are looking for some tips and things on how to get their business jump started. And, um, Oh yeah. That's we talked about that. The interest. Yeah. That, that'll be coming up very yeah. soon. Um, okay. so we'll have an interview on that and, um, yeah, we'll keep you posted on other, other stuff as it comes along. Oh, yeah. you, you just sent me, you were, we were talking today. You're another, uh, event you're going to be at is, uh, the Maho event. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, make, let's see, making America healthy options, or I, I don't even remember, but it's a Midwest natural products. You know, you've gone to that off and on over, over the years. years. And yeah. a lot of times I'm there with Stuart Tomp, my buddy. And it looks like I'll be back again 
Uh, when is that? Did you add that to the list? It's in not July. yet. I haven't gotten to that one yet, but it is July twenty first and twenty third. Okay, so that's in uh, with the uh, the the family union. So that's good. So Leslie, okay. I'm still coming. Uh, we're figuring that out. So that'll be great. In yeah, Ohio, so Ohio. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. That's a great event. I've enjoyed that for many years. Good people there. Heartland and uh, the natural products, the health food stores, and such. So anything I do to support you, I want to do that. And our friend Michelle Cotterman, her husband opened a restaurant. Uh, maybe I can broadcast from the restaurant too if I'm out there and eat really well because her husband is an amazing chef. Speaking of that, I'm ready for lunch. Are you ready for lunch? Did you I didn't. That? I was so busy this morning. I didn't yeah. even get a chance to eat. So show I, I everybody how you sliced and diced your thumb yesterday. I didn't even know about it till today. You were so like professional. You didn't mention you were bleeding. Remember that Julia Child takeoff Dan Aykroyd did on Saturday Night Live? Oh, I cut the dickens out of my. Yes, stomach. yes, I do remember that. that was no. Like you apparently trying to slice potatoes, and uh, yeah, it was dumb. Those, those uh, crazy. It was. It was incredibly dumb what I did, um, mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to happen before it happened. You know, you ever done that? You oh, know, where yeah. you, you're doing oh, something, yeah. and you're like, "Well, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing this because you know it'd be really easy to." Yeah, there you go. So Boom. yeah, I left a. I I, I uh, there's a chunk of me missing. Um, thanks to that the, is not the weight loss program I'm talking about, Super D. Mandolin slicer. It really yeah. did a number. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have yeah. one of those and i've sliced myself not as bad as you did before oh because, you know, man i'll just you know we're my, my wife was making scallop potatoes you ever had scallop potatoes you know they're about they're about that thick you know just a potato and thumb no so, i've never had that oh man so i'm just like doing it with my hand which was dumb because there was a thing there that you could use yeah. to do it it's it was designed for mm -hmm. that purpose to yeah. not do this right and i did it anyway and so yeah i'm right. it's little bit uncomfortable and awkward trying to you work take a, did you take a picture of the wound no you need to no eventually do because i want to show everybody what you really yeah i want to okay. show how severe it is and what you're doing with the silver gel and it's recovery it's, oh it's ugly though yeah but that's the point we want to show how <laughs> ugly it is and show the cosmesis which is the better enhanced cosmetic response without yep. intervention of medicine well just just uh, just you know keep in mind i, I will I, i'm not going to show it off or anything that's after the fact so that's it's all yucky. in one right? that's yucky but um it's you know you have to imagine you know if you know what i'm talking about imagine if you will it's about i don't know it's a bit the 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 hole in my thumb is about an inch or so long mm -hmm about half an inch wide and i don't know how deep i mean it's just it's just a chunk it's a scalloped potato you know what i mean come mm -hmm. on so well yeah what i'm doing and, and you confirmed this for me i was already doing it but you know that i'm just keeping it clean wrapping it with with gauze and i'm mm -hmm. basically filling the hole with uh, silver gel um mm -hmm. i don't know how often should i do that do you think well if it dries out uh, you know, after a while, uh, you, you want to dress the wound appropriately because it is a severe wound. You've got, um, it was know, bleeding lost, really well. And you so lost, you lost all of the layers of your skin in a certain area. So it I, went yeah, way more than that. The yeah. Visceral tissue. Yeah. So, uh, and I was saying in between applications, if you can, if it's not, but you've, you've, you've stemmed the bleeding. That's the first thing. The, well, know. let me just tell you the process I've gone through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was ouch, uh, pandemonium. Mm -hmm. um then i i got some gauze and i wrapped it in waterproof tape because you know i was trying to you know hold it all in there yeah uh 
probably left it on too long because mm. when I, when I changed the dressing this morning, yeah. my my whole thumb looked really bad. It was like white and yeah. wrinkly you, you and stuff. Some of the blood flow, but yeah. in order to to stem the bleeding, because that's you know if you can't stop the bleeding, then you're in trouble. Right. right. And so and so I I graduated from the waterproof uh, tape to the the uh, paper tape mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh shoot, I need to let this thing breathe a little bit. So. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. The bleeding seems to have have reduced significantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, may still ooze a little as it's healing. Yeah, and it may look very strange. I mean, you'll you'll see skin grow over. It'll look kind of grayish, and you're like, oh, did the silver cause that? No, it's part of the prevasculature. You know, before the blood flow is fully restored, the growth of um, new tissue, mm-hmm. and there might be some. You know, there might be a little indent from there. You know, yeah, I, 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 I there's definitely going to be an indent. Yeah, yeah, which I don't care. You know, I just. It's like you were talking about, you know, the, the whole Genix thing. Just rub some dirt on it and keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did kind of uh, shriek like a a girl. <laughs> and no offense to girls, uh, right. but uh, I did, and mm-hmm. um, it sucks. It hurts. It throbs. But uh, you know, I figure I could go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, what are they going to, oh, look, yes, here, we'll do this and that, whatever. And like you pointed out this morning, I ended up walking out the door with a $1,000 bill. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I could just keep it clean and put some silver on it. And uh, as long as my thumb stays attached to my hand and it's functional, that's all I really care about. Right. You know? Yeah. It's part of life's uh, <clears throat> journey. <laughs> and hopefully you can share that with your grandkids. Don't do what I did. Yeah. Here's what you don't do. And they'll still do it, but you know, I'm still, still even, it's like every time I, I look at the thing, I'm still shaking my head going, why? Yeah. Why did I, why do, did that? I do that? You know, I knew um, that wasn't the right way to do it. <laughs> Stupid. Incredible. Incredible. <sighs> so anywho, that is all I've got for today. Okay. And, um, yeah, you guys, hey, very quiet today. Did you notice in the chat room? It was just extremely quiet today. Not a lot of people on social media today for some reason. We were here. I don't know what's going on. So nice weather, uh, making people go outside, I guess. Dude, I think so. It's like, I think it might even be in the seventies. So I'm going to dart outside to get some sun, get a little vitamin D. Uh, We had two days in the seventies. Uh, today's a little cooler. We're getting one a year or so, uh, before that, but, uh, getting ready. I'm excited. The greenhouse is kind of blowing up with great stuff growing. Uh, you know, the moment I can get it outdoors past the last freeze. We're uh, getting close. We're getting yeah. close. I'm getting kind close. of excited about it myself. I think uh, Brian Jones and, and uh, uh, Doug's going to be at the Be Healthy Utah event. For those of you who want to get the soil um, and soil amendments uh, at the Be Healthy Utah event. So, um, you, right. again, you can grow. You have a green thumb if you have gr- good soil. Uh, just be yeah. careful with that green thumb. Be careful with that green thumb. Don't turn it red with blood. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for those of you who were here today. Yeah, I appreciate we y'all. appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, there's Lori outside, but still listening. Thanks, Lori, for letting us know. Michelle's there, I see. Uh, let see. Mom's there. Hi, Mom. Thanks for being on board. As long as Mom's listening, we're still doing the show. That's there you it. Go. And uh, nice. Sherry. Hey, Sherry Neal. God bless you. Love you. Say hi to Zeus. And uh, we'll see y'all, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. All right. Have a good day.